0: You know, you got a resident BA, Mr. Tony How's it going, brother?
1: Man, it's another day in paradise. What can I say, man? Yourself?
0: Yeah, it's been another paradise. You know, man, it's one of those things where no matter how much, like, whatever weird shit happens, I love living in Colorado, so it's kind of pointless to bitch sometimes.
1: Not- Definitely beats Fond du Lac.
0: Oh, shit, man. The worst, we could be in Tampa or... Oh.
1: Nobody wants to be in Tampa. No, <laughs> we could
0: be in Tampa. We could be in Omaha I mean, guys that Ooh. Are around
1: or Iowa. wants to be from Iowa.
0: Yeah, like I, I would hate to be like raised in such a such a way that I ended up being in Slipknot. Like that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I love Slipknot, but I don't want to. I I want nothing to do with what they went through to become Slipknot or even Seth Rollins. Yeah. No. But I'm happy today because it's one of my. Uh, I bought the first mock shirt that came out uh right before All Elite Wrestling came out when it was like the the with the laser focus and it's a death rider on the back for New Japan wrestling and I bought oh, it nice I bought it too small and it never fit me right but I've been busting my ass lately and this thing has been fit me like a glove and it feels good and Nice to talk to one of my best friends in the world. We're going to do some... Dude, we've got some killer comics. I cannot wait to talk about these comics this week. But before we do... Oh, yeah, we
1: have a plethora, if you will.
0: Would you say we have a plethora of comics to talk about?
1: A murder of comics, if you will.
0: <laughs> awesome. But we have some awesome matches to talk about. we got to talk about uh, Kenny Omega and Rich Swan, And we've got to talk about Martin Casares and Mr. Brian Cage, man. Like, what... Tell me, I have not seen, guys, I haven't seen Rebellion yet. It sucks. I've got it downloaded. Gonna watch it, but I've been super busy.
1: Yeah, no, man. It was a overall really good show. Freaking opened up really good with the uh, X-Division triple threat with TJP versus Josh Alexander, formerly of the North, and Ace Austin, freaking X-Division champion. Um, you know, killer match. Good back and forth all three guys getting involved, and it's one of those big things about, you know, triple threat matches is a lot of guys will make it, oh, you know, these two guys will wrestle, then they'll do a spot, and then this other guy will slide in, and one guy will slide out and take a break, and, you know, those guys will go for a few minutes, then the third guy will come back in, and the other guy will leave, and the second and third guy will go at it for a few minutes, blah, 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 and it really, it was it was three guys going at it the whole time, and it was really, really super good, you know, not... Not in the same vein of classic X Division matches, like we're not talking Styles, Daniels, Joe from Unbreakable 2005 or nothing. But it was a solid. It, it was solid and it was great in its own way. They did a lot more um, submission wrestling and a lot more submissions into other submissions, which is something I personally am a huge fan of. Why is that? I just love the transitions, man. Freaking, you know, being able to flow in the ring is, you know kind of next level stuff really being able to get in there and just you know you know this doesn't work so i'm going to switch to this hold then that didn't work so i'm going to switch to this and oh this guy reversed into that but i can reverse it back into this just uh, it, it's it's really the uh, like i said it's, it's the flow being able to just kind of transition smoothly from one hold to another going back and forth with it. it's truly an art form
0: you're not just talking about just standard like you know amateur wrestling like the flow you're talking about like psychology you're talking about giving someone a break like the, he's kind of knocked out so let him like let let these two guys shine while they're you know like teaming up against this guy you know just just for a brief moment before they eventually turn on each other uh, you're, you're talking about all the the best aspects of wrestling man like that the, that that's the jazz right there man
1: yeah no that was really good um the uh... The women's title championship and the knockouts championship match between Deanna Perrazzo and uh, Tenille yeah, Dashwood I'm... was super good. Sell that me... was, a lot, was a lot of fun.
0: Sell me on Tenille because I've always been, and i got to say I have been a solid Tenille hater since I first laid eyes on her because she was, in my opinion, she's always been made out of porcelain, always hurt, uh, always uh, on the mend, always making some thirst trap, uh, promo, and then five months later she shows up again. I mean, like, I—it's I, not that I don't respect her. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is—is I—I is I, I haven't found a reason to really invest in her because of the fact that she's like, there's only like the '90s are over, you know. Like, there, there's no more girly girl shit. You no, know? like the women are 100% equal now, um, mm-hmm. and it's not just like let's show some TNA. And I've always found a lot of her work to be a lot of TNA and then not a lot of substance, man. I, it, it, was it just because she was underutilized in the in the F, or, or I'm sorry, the E, or it, it, is she just now like showing better training?
1: Not, no. I would say she's been doing it because, like you know, people talk about the uh, the whole woman's evolu- women's evolution in 2015, 2016,
0: right? Oh hell yeah! I remember watching that 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 one night when they brought it all the all the women from uh, NXT up, and it was on, and that was fucking great.
1: Yeah, they brought up the four horse women. Yep. But, but you know who started that division? Who? Paige and Emma.
0: No,
1: oh, I remember it was Paige. Uh, no, it was, no, it was, no, who was Paige wrestling? She was wrestling Emma. Oh, shit. That, that whole, the whole thing, for the, they built it up. The woman's title, the, the, the end of the tournament was Emma versus Paige. That's what started the whole woman's evolution thing. Well, goddamn! Like a- Emma got Emma got brought up. She got paired with Santino because she was doing the dance thing and Santino right. was goofy. Uh, and she got freaking sent back down because nobody cared. They never let her wrestle. She went down there. She revamped herself. She started doing the whole kind of a lot of what she's doing now with the whole it's all about me persona. They put her with Dana Brooke. And freaking they put her with Dana Brooke because freaking Dana Brooke was freaking brand spanking new. And same thing they did when she went to the main roster, and she was paired with Charlotte, they gave her to Emma because Emma knew what she was doing, and Emma could show her the ropes. And as soon as she got to the main roster, they did the exact same thing. They put Dana Brooke with Charlotte for that first six months to a year, what it was. And Emma's always been good. Tennille Dashwood's always been good. You know, I don't really, I can't say much about her outside of you know, like personal life or whatnot. I've never met yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But, like, freaking, you know, she was doing that. She, got, she was in Ring of Honor for a while, helping with our Women's of Honor division. And now she's over here, you know, doing the knockout stuff. And I freaking, you know, she's one of the girls that really started. Like, you know, freaking the, cause the only woman before that that was, you know, wrestling and doing well was AJ Lee. That and then freaking, that was a wild when game. Paige got brought up, she wrestled AJ Lee her first night. And then they feuded for six months. And then all of a sudden, bam, they started really focusing on women. But it really – it was AJ Lee, it was freaking Paige, and it was Emma that started all that well before your Becky Lynch's, your Sasha Banks's, your Bailey's, your Bayley's, Charlotte. Charlotte's. Charlotte, so Charlotte was always going to be a star. It just, it just is what it is. Because you see when freaking Paige gives up the NXT belt and freaking they do another tournament for the freaking belt, and ends up being Charlotte versus Natalia, and she goes over Natalia. The match is not that great.
0: Well, Natty's, Natty's not the it, best wrestler in the in, in Oh, the Natty's world.
1: fucking amazing! Charlotte didn't know what she was doing at the time.
0: I've never thought Natty was the best man. I think I just maybe just never been like too turned on she, to her.
1: She, she's never she's never had an amazing. She, they've never allowed her to really be a huge character. Because WWE focuses on the characters. Right. The reason she's had a job straight for like what 14, 15 years there, because she's one of the best. She's, she's amazing girl. in the ring. She's just not. They never let her get a real big personality, and never really. They never made it a point to present her as the best. She's like. She's the, presented as the veteran.
0: She's like the opposite of how they worked off Ziggler, because you know how Ziggler puts everyone over. But Ziggler mm. always shines when he does it. So you're like you're you're putting this in great perspective. And I used the wrong terminology there. It's not that I wasn't turned on to her in some weird way. I just mean like I never found her. I never liked any of the storyline she was. I don't give a fuck about Tamina. Like like the the, the, the one time I remember really being invested is every time they had had her with Tyson Kidd. Yeah, and and it wasn't just because Tyson was there because he's a man. It was because like there was some solid chemistry there, and you know, God bless him, man. I, like if anyone, like God, came down from heaven right now and rejuvenated their spine, it should be Tyson Kidd.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, Tyson Kidd, him. The whole thing with him, her, and Cesaro was amazing. Oh, like dude. oh, dude. Oh, twenty fourteen, I believe it was. I,
0: it was. It was. It was. It was thirteen and fourteen, and I remember watching the highlights because I I just started rewatching back in early fifteen, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I had all this sh- homework to do, and there was so much to do when it came to Tyson Kidd and, and Natty. In, in like, granted, I did get lost on a lot of the Total Diva stuff, but like, you know, I've been mm-hmm. watching soap operas since I was a child. But um, I, I digress. I really, I really appreciate you shining a light on on this sort of thing because this is something a lot of people don't understand. Is that you'll go to a wrestling show and your favorite guy might not get put over. Or they might not ever get put over, and you don't know mm. why. And it seems like one of those things, like just politics, like they just the the upper ex escalon decided that was Natty's Natty's, uh, you know, niche. You know, put people over, but you're not going to get over as well as the people you put over, as opposed to the opposite. What I talked about D- Ziggler. You know, Ziggler would always get over. <laughs> It, yeah. it, it didn't matter if he lost one; didn't matter, got his ass beat, like did a bad match. He, he like everyone got over, and we got Natty here. You're selling me on uh, on Tennille Dashwood. I forgot. I actually, it's been so long. I forgot she was Emma.
1: Yeah, I mean she hasn't been in WB what three, four, five years now at this point.
0: Yeah, I feel bad because I don't remember Blue Pants more than her.
1: Yeah, i blue. I mean, freaking, and that was. I mean, that was a thing. That was a gimmick. You know, freaking the same thing with, like, the Enzo and Kaz thing, dude. When they were in NXT, even when they were in WWE for a while there, they were huge because they were presented as characters. Right. You know, Enzo ran his mouth, and Big Kaz was freaking the guy that backed him up.
0: Speaking of Big Kaz. It worked. Mr. Morrissey made his debut. Um,
1: Yep, freaking apparently just came back freaking after, I think, he took six months to a year just kind of, you know, working on himself basically.
0: That was way before that was way before COVID, that, was way yeah. before COVID, that Joey Janela incident. And God bless Joey Janella for not pressing charges and understanding that Cass needed some some help. Like Yeah. That that was a that was one of my of all the rag sheet stories that came out was like the way Janela handled that and the way uh Cass came out about it and like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, man, holy shit did I fuck up. I was drunk I have a problem. I'm going to get some work. And now he, he looked great, man. Like,
1: yeah. it was the best look he's freaking had in ever prob- Possibly.
0: I would really like to see him come back with Enzo, man. Like, I, you know, like I got to say, I was one of those dummies that got caught up in the, uh, like fuck Enzo. He probably raped that girl. And no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do shit. And, and, you know, it just puts it in perspective. I wasn't there, but then again, I wanted to be like, did I want to hate Enzo? That I like. Why did I want to? I loved everything he ever did. Like I, I remember being so upset when he heard. Remember the uh, when he was like like one minute in the match, like immediate concussion. Yeah. And the 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 X came up and and, but now I mean I would, I would really like to see that sort of success. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, any of the group chat today, but there was a lot of chatter about um, I think it was Pentagon and. Pentagon and someone else worked a indie show with Alberto del Rio, and that came into uh, the the front light because uh, Joey uh, Joey Ryan was like, "Oh, like Tony Khan will work with let these guys work with them, and I'm fucking roasted." Like it was a, it was a huge bitch fest, and yeah. um, but they also neglected to uh, mention the fact that. Alberto de Rio, uh, he is being, like, though they definitely mentioned the fact that he's being, like, um, he's in trouble for, like, kidnapping and torture. And, um, yeah. But at Some the same time,
1: way but, out there, crazy stuff, yeah. But the
0: girl that it, that accused him has already, like, said no, that didn't happen. And, uh, Joey Ryan makes this big old stink, and then uh, a couple of the boys in the group chat today. Uh, I don't know if like oh, I'm not going to bring any names
1: up, but um, I don't. I never pay attention to that nonsense.
0: It's 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 hit or miss sometimes. The boys they're, they're just chattering. I enjoy seeing their their banter.
1: Is it is, it, is this a SoCo Pro one?
0: Uh, I don't remember. So I'm not going to. If the
1: SoCo Pro, I freaking took it. I I bounced out of that one when I left.
0: Well, the boys were just having a nice tête-à-tête about it. Like they were they were yeah. talking about. You know, like, okay, so this guy's got a point, this guy's got a point, and then this guy had a a point where like, hey, it's the wrestling business, there's some pieces of shit out there, it happens, but don't deny yourself a good opportunity, and uh, that kind of rung a bell on me, because that makes a lot of sense. Also, we also gotta remember, you know, we're not always there for certain situations, and you can't just uh get on a bandwagon to and that's why I brought up the Enzo thing. Um I wanted to I wanted to not like him. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I feel like an asshole for it because I had no reason to not like him. Like my brain was like, Yeah, fuck this guy. That that's that's the wrong mentality you have sort of that. Like like as opposed to like what I'm talking about with Janela, like man, he recognized Cass had a problem. him. He he freaked out. I'm sure Janela's been around some crazy assholes before. He could have done the the regular guy thing, like you know when he gets convinced to like, oh this guy attacked you, he needs to be you know prosecuted. Like no man, this guy's got I I like I, like in my head I would like to think Janella was like came from like a godly sense, you know God bless him. I want the best for him. I'm not gonna put him in a bad situation, but I hope he gets help and. You know, now the whole world has seen the worst, the worst of, of his problem. And now he, he sh- I, I saw that clip, man. He shined like a million bucks. But also this thing that I saw in his eyes were like the fear. Please, God, don't let him hate me. Please let me have another chance. I, I like, yeah. I deserve it. I've made mistakes. And he's no, you know, I'd like to see the same sort of look in Jerry Ryan, but Jerry Ryan's always comes off entitled.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, those things are, you know, there's definitely, you know, definitely people should be given a chance for redemption. You know, as far as my thought process is about, like, being part of shows with guys like that, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's like the whole pay, pay situation. You know, I'm only making X amount of money, blah, 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 for wrestling. Like, that's on you. Yeah. If you If you want more money, ask for more money if you think you're legitimately worth it. Then it's on the it's on the promoters to freaking you know figure out if you're worth that money or not. Right. You know, simple as that. You know, if you're gonna if you freaking you know are in a position where you could be on a show that may or may not help you, and you see an opportunity there, it's your decision whether or not to take it. Regardless of who's on the show or not. Agreed. If you if you're on shows with guys that freaking are doing stuff like that, it you know it could look bad on you for being on shows like with guys like that. They could look at everybody on that card and be like, well, if you're okay with that guy and he did this, I don't want you on my show at all.
0: Yeah. That's uh
1: or, or someone else could look at it and somebody else could be looking at it because of that and see you and be like, maybe I'll give that guy an opportunity. He did really good. I mean, it's, it's, it's a gamble regardless.
0: Big gamble. And it's, it's, I, I would like to think that there's a lot of people out there that are looking for true blue merit. And, uh, Asking the right questions when they talk to promoters about whether or not they should book somebody, as opposed to, hey, fuck this guy or not fuck this guy, like you know, like it. it you're 100 on the on the gamble, but uh, it sounds like from what you're saying, and forgive me if I'm ascertaining something uh, incorrect. You, you're just talking about merit of character. You did the right thing. You didn't do the wrong thing, and regardless if someone shines a light on you like you worked with someone that you quote unquote shouldn't have because people want to cancel them you still did the right thing and you did you made a right decision and things came out right and hoping that other people see that am i wrong in that
1: no it yeah, like i said it's just it's a personal preference you know i would, i you know if if somebody else is on a show and you have issue with that person you know you can either work with them or you can not do the show because that person's there Regardless, regardless of if it's something, you know, on a national stage or if it's, you know, me and Guy X have a beef. Yeah. And and it's nothing more than that. Right. I don't like you. I don't want to work on shows where you're wrestling at. That, that's the performer's decision one way or the other. It could, you know, but the thing is you can't freaking, you can't go on those shows and be and, you know, some people may or may not look at you differently because of it. Depending have, on the, depending on the situation.
0: Do you have any like advice for any wrestlers that are about to encounter the situation or have not encountered the situation yet that you haven't like touched on in what we've talked about so far?
1: No, I mean, like I said, it's it's it's, it's a person by person situation. You know, if you're if you know if you're okay with working with somebody that's been accused of something. Like I know they just did a whole thing where uh, apparently. Um, what's his name? Uh, freaking Andrade. He who recently got released. His first match back on the Indies is gonna be against the former Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron.
2: Right.
1: And you know, I, I when I looked at it, I was kind of like, huh. I didn't. I wouldn't have seen that coming. I didn't know. I I I hadn't even seen that he'd been wrestling anymore. El Patron.
0: Right, that, and, um, I, I thought he was done for a while. I thought this trial yeah. had to be ended. And yeah, it, it, you you weren't there. I remember Page came out saying like, yeah, he might have been emotionally abusive. Not that that's a good thing, or I, I we should glance over. But like, he's you he, he can't take the you can't take the the bread out of his mouth. Like uh, unless like you know, he's a serial killer or some crazy shit. Like,
1: eh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, that. I'm not going to say. That is like i said it's up to- it's up to the promoters is is he worth the risk of him coming in and damaging your fed
0: right wasn't Andrade trading under him or one of his or or, or uh another one that of I'm not,
1: I wouldn't doubt it, but I'm not sure, but i mean it's like i said it's a person by person thing it's freaking it's all if you think the risk is worth the reward. I yeah. mean whether it, whether it's a payday or whether it's exposure or whether you're just you want a big match so you're going to wrestle a guy who's internationally known I mean you can't say Alberto El Patron's not a name talent he is, but for, you know getting in there with him like I'm not saying he's, he'd like necessarily lead to like a shooting situation or anything like that, but I mean it, you know it, it could be damaging.
0: It could be very damaging. You
1: know, and... you're, you're putting your name in there with this guy who may or may not have done this heinous, horrible crime. Whether whether the girl recanted her statement or not doesn't right. necessarily mean he didn't do it. Correct. It could mean she was afraid. Correct. And it, but it, it could also mean that she lied.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you don't necessarily know one way or the other. You're not in you're not in her shoes. You're not living her life or situation.
0: No, not 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 at all. And 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 uh, just bring it like kind of full circle here. Uh, man, they like from when I was reading the rag sheets about Rich Swann from like what, three years ago. I mean, they, they painted him out to be Chris Brown and, yeah. uh, and, and impact said, you know, we're going to take the risk. Just like you said, the, the risk versus the reward and the reward mm-hmm. has been, I have never seen anything bad ever out of impact out of Rich Swan. Yeah. Like, like it, yeah. I, I honestly think it was better for his career. You know, you know, you know, I, I, hate to put anyone in that sort of situation that he got put in um whether he's innocent or guilty um but you know that that shit got retracted but at the same time though like you know wb was like yeah we're done <laughs> like, like it, was, yeah. it was it was over and then impact picked him up pretty goddamn fast not a year later like within a couple of months you know he was a little bit injured i remember like when he injured for like the, like like the, it was part of the storyline for a while and uh...
1: he's been kind of he's been kind of hurt um injured off and on during his impact tenure but, yeah. yeah, like I, it's same thing though. Yeah, freaking, you know that was there was a situation where he, um, I think his his wife jumped out of the the car they were driving in, and like he chased her down and put her back in the car. Yep. And like I, I get the I get the thought and process because like you forced her back in the car, she jumped out of a moving vehicle. Like I mean, it could be something simple as they were arguing about you know, a wrestling match. She asked how she did, and he was like, "eh, not that great." One thing led to another, they're arguing, you know, she freaking jumped out of a car, you know, and that's, it could be something like that. It may have been something more serious. I mean, but they're, they're both working in impact now. Right. And And, you you haven't heard anything since.
0: And he just had a match with arguably the best wrestler in the world.
1: Definitely one of the strongest booked. <laughs> definitely one no, of the strongest books. yeah, booked. no. It was yeah, it was him and Kenny went out there and they had a good match freaking twenty something minutes or so. You know, and it's it was a big deal. I mean they they definitely went out of their way to make it a bigger deal. You know, they had one referee from Impact, one referee from AEW uh moro Ronello came back to oh that you know do a I, wrestling you know, freaking commentate the wrestling match
0: i can't wait for that because of moro moro I, I told you i met moro at uh, mania in da- in uh, new orleans mm-hmm. yeah he was just like I, I i i i got choked up meeting him because i i, I read cuz we we all know how jbl is in backstage you know he he says faggot like his like it's his last name and um from what we were hearing on how he was treating moro uh it just wasn't okay like the guy's just not he's not a weak person but he definitely has his limits and doesn't want to work in a situation like what he was doing with jbl and i remember seeing all the like on the rag sheets yeah a lot of people supported him but a lot of people really shit on him and i like i saw him getting a a, a, a cola from uh from the one of the stands and you're more morale i've told you this before and and yep. while, while, while I'm hugging him, like, um, I, I saw what you went through, and I'm so supportive of you, like, and, and he was like, thank you, thank you, brother, thank you, thank you, like, like just, he meant it, like, I, it, but it, it didn't feel like a, a traditional, like, don't piss off the fan, he's in this vibration now, so I gotta vibrate at this same vibration at the same time, too, like, like I, I, I feel like I really, like, he heard me. And yeah, that I that I supported him. And when I saw Morozo, I was like, I can't fucking wait! Like, like it could have been nobody versus nobody, and Mor- Moro calling it I'm like, I'm there, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm there, I'm there. And th- this this has been such a great conversation about these sort of sort of situations, man. Because there there's like there's a weird cultural shift going on that's going back and forth, and you got to make your choices. You got to like, do you want to wrestle down in Pueblo because these guys got this reputation, and they're trying to build it up because this was a lie, and this wasn't a lie, or you're not going to believe it or not, or, you know, all the different issues either of us have had, and, or, or we're talking about, I, I can even bring up blue, I brought up blue pants earlier. Blue pants, yeah. uh, like, she got fired from being a fucking drunk. <laughs> like, like, but she was wearing some X-Men costume. Like, that's the best I got. <laughs> she was wearing traditional <laughs> X-Men uh, first class shit, and I, yeah, the balloon yellows. Yeah, I I dug her, and you know, like, hey, she made some mistakes, and I'd like to see some more forgiveness in the world, man, because it just, it's just, it's a shit show out there right now, and you can, and uh, I'm thinking about what Sammy said, like, hey, don't don't waste an opportunity, make up your own mind, like, give people a chance, and it. You're a human being. We make mistakes, man. Like right now, yeah. just me saying. It's
1: part of the DNA is how we learn.
0: Yeah, just right now when I say we make mistakes, I'm thinking about like eight things I'm ashamed of. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> gotcha.
0: Yeah, and and but it's it's one of those things, and so we talked about uh, obviously Kenny went over.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it. You know, it's one of those things. Freaking. It was great, dude, freaking hit the hit the one ring to Angel for the win, freaking clean match. I, I was surprised it was clean. Freaking, I I kind of expected a little bit of shenanigans, didn't happen, which is, you know, given the circumstances of the match, freaking with it being champion versus champion, title for title, you know, I, it was probably the best way to do it. It's kind of, the interesting thing to see is where they're going to go with it afterwards, you know, Kenny's got all these belts. Where does he go from here? Does he want more? You know? And Rich Swann, he lost the Impact World Title to an outsider. Ooh! How, how do people deal with that? You know. Yeah, because then we got to bring like, up, is have, is he a pariah now?
0: That's a great question, especially like if you bring in the uh, the idea of the the screw job. Because remember, that the, the belt couldn't travel, mm-hmm. but the belt just traveled from yeah. one company to another, and. Twenty years ago, that was not okay. Like, like yeah. uh, I still say there should be a Hot Wheels, the Earl, uh, the Earl Hefner escape mobile, with his
1: brother <laughs> nice. uh, Hot
0: Wheel. Like I would, I'd buy four of them. Um, exactly. Remember, he was waiting for them outside because shit was gonna yeah. happen. But
1: well, I mean, I remember hearing about it. They were talking about it. Um, on think Wrestle Talk or something like that. But uh, the last champion versus champion match was uh, on pay per view was Super Clash Three AWA in nineteen eighty nine with uh Carrie Von Erich defending er and Jerry the King Lawler. No oh, shit. Yeah.
0: That's normal. And man. Lawler
1: ended up I think Lawler won I want to say Lawler won the AWA title, I think.
0: Probably not remember clean correctly. probably not clean in the middle though.
1: <laughs> uh referee stoppage if I remember correctly. I've seen the match. I think for yeah, I think he Carrie uh, gets busted open and uh, is bleeding so profusely they stop the match and award the title to Lawler.
0: Dude, I swear to God, we need to live like next door. Be like three in the morning. Hey, I found some cool like old ass fucking AWA matches. You want to stay up till four in the morning watching it? The... Yeah,
1: I'm up. <laughs> I'm no, up. I I got to I got to work in the morning, man. I'm I'm gonna go to sleep. Uh, I'm tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're only be working our shoot jobs for a while, man. Like I've got true blue belief in uh, that we're gonna be. Not having to work some shoot jobs in the next couple of years, but uh, I, I want to talk about um, Marty the Moth coming back, man. That was kind of a personal victory for me, man, because uh, when I, I've talked about Abaddon a lot, because like I've heard a lot of like people talk shit about her in the locker room, and then you know she's the one that's elite now uh, out of everyone in Colorado.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's the one that's elite, and I've heard people say she got lucky. I heard people say she deserved it, but then Marty. Um, I loved everything he did on Luch Underground. I mean, like, yeah, kind of not okay to say that because he was the rapist. <laughs> he put sexy stars to some <laughs> shit, <laughs> but uh, that was the storyline, and, and you know, over dramatic, and, and you know, like she got her, you know, time to shine. But like yeah. that, that weapons of mass destruction match with Kill Shot is one of my favorite matches of all time.
1: Like, yeah, no, that was a great match. Yeah, I remember that. And that was thing about Lucha Underground. It's kind of, you know, anybody could get away with main eventing because they always, it always felt like a main event. And those guys went out there and they just gave it killed their all,
0: it. They gave it their every little bit. And i like, and I remember all the rags should say, oh, they stopped it twice. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> they, 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 had the, they had the luxury of stopping it twice. All the Mexican people in the crowd, all the brown people in the crowd, our people, like, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, restart that no. shit. Let's do it again. Like, they're not going to, like they were like dude like one of my cherished possessions is my uh but the mall shirt you bought me man like i wanted that shirt so Mm. bad and like how many people in the crowd had but the mall on and and we've got ty out there we've got john we've got cage like we got Tejano, um phoenix pentagon um, Mil Mouraday's Drago on, uh, 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 what's his name um, the skinny white on Helico, on yep <laughs> the, there was never nothing bad uh, yeah Jeff it was,
1: it was crazy as for gamuts. Yeah, it's good old Matanz uh, good old pig slaughter
0: shit yeah man and then we got like, like when uh, it was Monday in Marty's and Marty's posting like I was told I was never gonna wrestle again I'm in the best shape of my life I'm about to wrestle. Like I don't, I don't think uh, Cage versus Marty ever happened in Lucha Underground.
1: No, I don't think they did. Cause they were both, uh, they were both heels, I believe.
0: It, it didn't matter. Because Cage, Cage
1: was kind of, Cage was kind of a killer, and he had the, uh, he had the gauntlet, and won the, he won the gauntlet, and he won at least the, uh, the Gift of the Gods championship. Both of
0: them won I the Gift it. of the Gods championship for certain.
1: Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't believe they ever crossed paths, but no, freaking, uh, yeah. No, I'm with me, man. I remember, because I've, I've known Marty used to Wrestle in Utah quite a bit. I remember, like, Marty was on, like, a year or two in when I first met him at a UCW Zero show in, like, 05. Like, we were both on this show, and, like, I think Sabu was in the main event. And freaking, nice. you know, nice enough guy. I can't even, he wasn't even, he wasn't Marty the Moth at the time. He was... Tristan Gallo if I remember correctly but yeah dude he's just he's he's grown and you know he had a he had his run with Tough Enough um forever and a day ago and like that was kind of my always my thing man it was always kind of like of all the guys that got picked up and all they you know he finally made like a bunch of the Lucha Underground people were People that got picked up from his season, of tough enough. Him, son of havoc, was on that season. Eva, Eva Lise was on that season. Was
0: Juice
1: on that season? Uh, Juice, I don't think ever. No, no, Juice,
0: Juice was on NXT. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up he my. On, and... Yeah, i like... yeah,
1: he, he was on, he was on the straight tough enough, yeah. Um, but yeah, quite a few people from that season got picked up in other places, and like Marty just ne- until Lucha Underground, Marty never really got his chance to shine, and then once. Lucha Underground kind of fell through. You know, a bunch of the guys went to T and went to Impact, and some of them went to AEW. Once they're And, like, Marty always seemed to be that guy left behind. And I was always – I and I never understood it. I was like, you know, because he got hurt and tough enough and freaking – you know, I was always like, you know, he's so – he's oh, he's been good. He's been good for a long time. He's always
0: been good, man. He's, got, his the guy can awesome.
1: talk. The guy, he looks great. Freaking got some size to him. He's a good wrestler it between was the like ropes.
0: Million bucks, man. Like we watch him wrestle Chongo, man. That was my uh that was when Yaden and uh and um Curtis Cole gave me my uh my first real like in. Like like we don't know you. We hear you're a stand up guy, here's your press pass. And it, like getting in talk with like Chongo and, and Marty were just like it, was like old. I I really wish I'd filmed it, man. I wish like that camera I'm saving up for. I should have yeah. had that. Like them, just they were just they were planning a match, but they were more in the zone that they were so relieved that someone of their own caliber was there mm-hmm. that, that they trusted. Not that the, that that these guys don't trust the people in RMP. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But we're talking like 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 this is somebody you started Boy Scouts with. And now you're an Eagle Scout and about to be like, you know, in, in the military. And, and it was just so awesome watching these guys do that tête-à-tête. Like they, they were just, I mean, like they, they might as well have been sharing like a fucking malt or something like that. <laughs> like it it, it it was, it was nice to watch that. I gotta, I, I have a really candid photo I'll share with you later uh, of them hugging, um, that they, they posed for me. And, uh, cause I was taking as many candid photos as I could just for my own collection and um, such a personal victory for the people that understand and invest in the right characters. And um, God bless you, Marty. I, I I want the best for you. Like uh, fuck yeah, you had a match against Brian Cage. You deserve a match against Brian Cage. Like like you didn't just, <laughs> like 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 you could have had a match with any of the elite people. Okay, I wouldn't have cared. But Cage, hell yeah, <laughs> hell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: hmm. Yeah, nah, man. You know, happy for the guy. Freaking, guy's been, like I said, guy's been good for a long time. guy's busted his hump to get where he's at. Freaking, he's overcome some adversity and freaking, you know, that's a hell of a redemption story and I definitely tip my hat to the brother.
0: Dude, I hope in three years you and I are, like, scouring Targets and Walmarts to get a uh, Marty versus Cage with Cage limited edition F- FTW belt with mail-away Taz. Action figure set that needs to happen.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice. That that down.
0: That needs to happen, man. Because the the figures are the figures are great. Marnie's a figure. Cage needs a. Oh, dude, I want a Darby, but I will. I'd rob a bank for for a cage figure with a mail away. Uh. uh, The mail away taz. Yeah, the mail away taz. I told you my idea for the uh, like the missed opportunity with uh, Jungle Boy, right? Like, you you buy Jungle Boy and you buy uh, Luchasaurus and you get your mail away fucking Marco stunt.
1: Now I can see that. I remember back in the day, the uh, Big Show used to come with the uh, the original freaking giant figure for WCW came with a little tiny Rey Mysterio. I'm just like, why didn't <laughs> why didn't like the Luchasaurus come with a little tiny Marco?
0: Uh, just give us a little like full on little skateboard or something like that. And a little actual hat. Like well, you can put on a little, hat, little backwards, little, <laughs> little backwards, backwards hat, hat. A little, hat on
1: jacket. He's little, be all right. Like
0: an official, like one, one hundredth, new era, Marco done, official AW hat. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> but man, like the, the, like, the, the, the thing about this conversation about talking about cage and, and Morty is setting up so many different options for what can happen in AEW because the gravitas of what happened in lucha underground now that we've gotten more and more guys from lucha in uh aw like why the fuck isn't matt cross signed somewhere like like someone answer me that um the the other thing is is that we've got nightwing setting up an entire year of stories In one issue, that if like we mentioned earlier, if we put the bullet points of like what happened in this comic book, you're gonna be like, "Fuck this comic book!" Like, how did you read this? This sounds
1: boring. Like, what? Like
0: wallet stolen, buy some pizza for some orphans.
1: Uh, They're homeless. They're not orphans. Yeah. (laughs) They may have. They may have parents.
0: Yeah. And, And and how how are we gonna sell this to people when? a lot of people don't understand storytelling with this. I I swear to God, man, I I, like, I really want to like get in these guys heads of how they wrote this because I really feel they set up an entire year of Nightwing.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely, and the thing, it's not even a year of Nightwing. It's a year of Dick Grayson. Like this, that's one of the biggest things about this book that makes sense to me as a person is like, they don't, like, of all the comics that you read on a weekly basis, how many of them really super focus in on the person behind the mask?
0: Oh, 100%, man. I mean, it was, we've got a lot of things that we've had to, like, struggle with. Like, because we're we're dealing... Like, one of the best parts of what's going on right now is we're dealing with what Nightwing's, like, inner monologue as our own. Like, all of a sudden, like, your mm-hmm. your your third dad is dead. The one that actually was your your true blue one that you didn't realize until it was too late, left you a billion dollars. And uh, what's the, what's the neighborhood called the Unhell something uh
1: something or blood, um, uh, blood Haven,
0: blood Haven,
1: blood Haven,
0: blood Haven.
1: And we've got, we,
0: we've got so many little things happening here. We've got a new dog, him and
1: Oracle, three legged dog at this.
0: Yeah. Three legged dog, him and Oracle are obviously, Madly in love, and they're playing. Mm-hmm. They're they're playing that tete a tete, and we go some. We go for some pizza. Like uh, I love this little panel here. Like uh, two slices, please. Seriously, what? You're a billionaire now. Oh right, four slices, please. And <laughs> and we get to the uh, the monument of the squid yeah. fighting the 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 humans. Oh
1: no, it's it's a it's, uh, you know, it's a guy in a boat fighting a kraken.
0: A kraken. You're right.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a kraken, straight up, you know. And the whole thing is, it's like Bloodhaven's originally a fishing town, and the whole thing is basically, you know, these people could fight through anything if need be, but like there's just it's you know Bloodhaven's not that place anymore, you know. And they're you're over here enjoying their you know their four slices of the pizza, you know, because you know, dicks spend spending like there's no tomorrow now.
0: Right. Yeah. Like like this four whole slices. Gets, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know and then this this kid and, he, and he's over here, and like the interesting part about alfred giving him the money is that like you know the reason alfred gave him the money is because you know he knew he'd use it well you know he wouldn't just you know splurge and you know get all the latest crime fighting gear and Good set things. up a nightwing cave or nothing like that yeah none of that bullshit you know, he figured he knew it. He knew he'd know what to do with it to really help people outside of being Nightwing, and like this homeless guy and this kid walk up asking, "We have any change?" You know, and you know, and you know, he's like, "I don't really carry, you know, I don't carry cash, even though he just got a billion dollars." And he's just like, "You know, it's all on my card, basically." And freaking, you know, the guy's just like, "You know, it is what it is. You know, you know, nobody does anymore. Thanks." And he's just like, "Wait a second. Let me buy you a meal. Let me buy everybody. Let me, you know, anybody, everybody, bring anybody. We will, I'll, I'll buy everybody a everybody. meal. Everybody. And he basically is setting up this walk, you know, this pizzeria they just went to called Marvin George's, which I think is freaking. It's a setup for freaking Marv Wolfman, <laughs> and George Perez from freaking of you know course. Teen Titans. Of course, cause they which a, I just dawned on me right now. They, they
0: did a Stanley Lieberman joke in. Um... It wasn't Flash. It was in uh, one of the Batmans.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Gotcha. But yeah, and they're just freaking just keep you know keep them coming, brother. Keep them coming, and there's you know all these people coming, you know, and people being people, unfortunately, you know, some some kid steals Nightwing's wallet or steals Dick's wallet, and he you know, he's like, oh crap, I got to find out who did it, and you know, next thing he says is, you know, don't tell Batman. And Barbara, who's with him the whole time, is just like, it's already in the group chat.
0: It's in the group chat. Ding, 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 ding. Like, yeah. you might want to put that on silent. Cass has no self-control when it comes to emojis.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, of course, everybody knows. But, yeah, no, we end up seeing the uh, the father and his son walk away, and this guy just comes out of nowhere points a freaking gun at the, you know, at the, at the father, and is like, tell your son to leave now. And he does, and freaking, you know, as the kid's running off. He's like, you oh, know, please don't do this, don't do this. You know, I don't have anything on me. And the guy fires a gun. He's like, you got exactly what I want. And he shoots him, but, like, this thing comes through and, like, cuts a hole in him and legitimately, basically rips his heart out.
0: Rips his heart out completely, like, like, Omega Red like style man like just shook s h l k you had a heart and then we yeah. get and then we get to uh back to bloodhaven and we've got you know dick's fucking kick-ass bachelor pad that's like four stories tall and uh i should go out and she's like, here i wanted he's she's like oracles like, i'm not going anywhere but i want to try this anyway and she puts her new uh experimental uh <clears throat> Mask on mask him, mask on him, and he goes out, and we see that he's looking for some pickpockets, and he sees that the uh, new mafia crime family that is super happy that their one of their uh, uh, nieces is now married. That's of the
1: Yeah, that's the Maroni crime family.
0: Boss Maroni, cruel, vindictive, and has no regard for human life. And these dumbass kids come and steal his fucking wallet. Now, uh. Before I get too in depth in the art here, we have two of the best splash uh, screens I have ever seen. Uh, at the beginning of this issue is where Dick jumps off the building, and it starts out as uh, Troubadour Robin to Robin to old school Nightwing, and and then it, eventually in, in, in incantation here. Now when he's jumping off the building here. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 14. Uh, no? Not 10? Iterations of action. Like, your eye just yeah. flows. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, he's got those uh, death sticks like fucking Daredevil does and knocks out a guy that's about to kill. Knocks out two two guys, actually. Like, punch to the face, back kick to the legs make sure that kid gets away and then we get to their little uh little kid homeless section
1: yeah you come to this whole thing you know he finds a guy that's gonna grab you know took his wallet and finds out you know they're living in this this you know this homeless shelter or this homeless camp basically and nobody has parents like everybody looks like they're to be 16 or under You know, and every, and you know, this little girl is like, Are you him? Nightwing's like, Who? And the man with, and she responds to the man without a heart. You know, and she's just like, Please don't hurt us. And he's just like, I, you know, never, I, you know, I'm sorry. Never. You know, keep the wallet, you know, it doesn't matter. And, you know, he just goes away.
0: the, The question here on this one is that is the heartless man enslaving these kids like like they, like are you him so obviously they don't know what he looks like obviously they don't know what he wants um is he looking for some dowry or something like that but like like she's they're they're all questioning it they're scared but um this heartless man with his gun that rips people's heart out um these kids really don't know what's going on but they're involved deeply yeah and, and like i said before just want to reiterate are you him they've never seen him we have
1: Ish, <laughs> Ish. We, we've seen it. We've seen his his gun, basically.
0: It's a pretty cool gun. And yeah,
1: no, it's crazy.
0: Next, we got Heartless, and we we see like the the red fluorescence coming from what looks like an empty hearted chest of the guy that just ripped out poor Mister Homeless guy from page three. Yeah,
1: and then just standing over that dead body though. You know, and you know, we got Nightwing and Barbara on top of his you know, his you know, his home. Just and Nightwing's just like, you know, I know what I gotta do with this money and you know, I wanna be a safety net for this city. And it's gonna be, you know, it's twofold. It's A we've got this mysterious new villain that is literally ripping the heart out of people. Right. And we've got Dick Grayson here deciding that he wants to he wants to utilize these billions of dollars to help make this city help improve this city that he lives in, you know, cause that's, that's a brand new way to be a superhero for him that he's not used to, you know, you can't, you know, you can punch crime in the face all you want. It's still going to get up and do more crime the next day, you know, not with all this money, he might be able to actually, you know, do some valid good.
0: Not too brand new, my friend. We just have an extra Trump court here. He's got money. This is what Daredevil would be doing if he had money. Mm-hmm. In the page of the devil right now. If he had money, this would be happening right now. <laughs> yeah. And he's got his Electra. We got Oracle. Except she's not a fucking wild card training a, a crazy new 23 yep. Um I mean, that that's just one of those things. Like, uh, how do you balance the cards? Like, yeah. if you like Marvel, you like DC. But, like, we're talking about five different characters right now. Yeah. And which one do you want to invest in? Do you want to go yeah. to Gotham where Nightwing has the money, or do you want to go to Hell's Kitchen where Daredevil is literally imprisoned, is poisoned, probably bleeding out, Elektra is leading something? <laughs> yeah. Pick your poison. Have some yeah.
1: fun. Well, I think, too, on top of that, oh, like I was thinking about it, Nightwing's basically the inverted Batman. How so? Like. When you when you talk about Batman, you would, you'd look at the difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like, Batman's who he is. Bruce Wayne is the costume. Right. You look at Nightwing, Dick Grayson's the man, and Nightwing's the costume.
0: That's 100%. So now,
1: you, that, now you're totally giving, you know, the main person in this story, Dick Grayson, Un, you know maybe not unlimited power but he's definitely he's definitely hyped up to a far exponentially more than he was previously
0: agreed and he's not so, also, he's not also um, like pulling the uh the heartstrings of like i'm an orphan like he there's no shame there's no i fucked up i mean we got a little bit of that in you know uh teen titans academy but um there's a lot of positivity in Dick that is just unprecedented. Matt Murdoch carries a huge burden. He carries like I mean like, yeah. like getting in a bed with Matt Murdoch means definitely herpes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely herpes, but uh, in a crime fighter sense, uh, in terms of the the baddies you have to face, Dick. On the other hand, here, man, like, like I, I'm looking over my notes here, and when did Pennyworth have more of an impact? When he was alive or when he was dead?
1: I think I think it's unforeseen right now because you know Alfred was always Alfred was always the heart of the story. And I think that definitely transitioned to Dick of all the uh, of all the extended Bat family. Dick's definitely stepped up to become that, the heart and soul of the Bat family. But like Alfred was always there when everybody needed him to the point where even somebody as cold-hearted as Damien doesn't know how to handle Alfred's passing.
0: Damien couldn't handle it on, on the island, man. Are, are we ready to transition to Damien?
1: I think I think it's a solid place to go.
0: Dude, because like when when Alfred's talking to him before he starts telling you shit on the, the fucking island. I mean like this is the, the what do you, what do they call it? Like it was, the not the Kitamura, the uh Kitika. like there there's a weird Japanese name for it. <laughs> you know, the ultimate fighting competition. Only one hundred years. And we got, like, five new Mortal people. Mortal Kombat, obviously. That's 100% Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what what <laughs> great timing
1: on that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mortal Kombat. Well, the fun thing is, too, like, you know, we got Robin number one, you know. D- you know, Damien's never had his own series. We've had freaking, you know, super sons with him and Jonathan Kent. But Damien's never, you know, he's 14, he's on his own. Nothing to do with his mom, nothing to do with his dad, at least not yet. And first place we started out is he's in a you know he's pit fighting basically in a cage with a guy named Snake, who we end up finding out is Bane's father.
0: This is like fucking the beginning of X Men, man, like fucking yeah. Wolverine's fighting
1: he's, the he's cage. King Snake. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's fighting King Snake and freaking you know, this is you know, for those who don't know Bane's history, this is the guy that freaking, you know, did the crime and then when he escaped from Santa Prisca the prison um they threw they made his they made Bane's mother who was pregnant with Bane freaking serve his jail sentence Bane was born in prison and then when his mom died Bane had to serve the prison sentence for both of them and that's this you know his cowardness is what led to Bane which led to the breaking of the bat You know, we were, you know, we're talking about, I'm not sure, I'm not familiar with how long this character's been around, but, like, this character, this character, regardless, has legitimately 20, 25 years of backstory, and, you know, for what may be his first appearance, as far as I know.
0: Man, I've never seen this guy before in my life, I've, I looked up what little I could, because you, you pot for it, but, like, there's very little about it. Um, I'm liking the fact that when Damien's beating his ass and, like, your tattoo is stupid, like, we're getting some, like, Spidey quips here, which totally sets it up for his heart about to be ripped out, but that we've got, like, these, like, he's sitting on the, on the pier, man, like, and I love the fact that they went into, like, he's sitting there reading some anime drama, man, he might as well be reading fucking Naruto,
1: (laughs) Like, yeah quite possibly you
0: had to read it the right way that you read manga if you don't know how to read manga then you're gonna totally lost at the right way to read like what he's reading and it's the right size in his hand um we're getting the good charity here like you know he gets his coin to go across the the sea like it's uh uh greek mythology and like hey some some people are there looking for some money and. He hands him a roll and they're celebrating, he takes off and man, like he's such a dickhead on this fucking trip, man. Like we we get all these I, I love I love all the new people. Like, it wasn't just because Mortal Kombat just came out, but I love these sort of situations where we see these assholes that are like, hey, we're gonna be friends now but I gonna kill you. Every single one of these guys is planning on killing the other one. Then we get to Lazarus Island and like what is that skull? It, it, it's it's not It's not an ape skull. It's not a demon skull. It's 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 a weird hybrid, and there's a city on top of it.
1: Yeah, no, it just kind of looks. Yeah, I don't know. look, it kind of looks like a human skull sideways or cockeyed a little bit. But no, it's interesting though because like going back real quick, we've got you know everybody he talks to, everybody who's talking to him talks about who they had to beat to get their coin. And they all cheated. You know, one guy's talking about how they had to beat Bronze Tiger. And freaking, um, one girl's talking about how somebody had to, uh, had to pay off Shiva not to fight her. So she only had to fight Richard Dragon. You know, and then, you know, all these kids, they, they, you know, everybody here looks like a teenager, early 20s, the absolute latest. And freaking, then there's Damien, who's, you know, all of 14, you know, being set up for this apparently global once every hundred year tournament.
0: Don't forget my new favorite character, Respawn, who is Scarlet Spider, Spawn, Spider Man, Deathstroke, and Deadpool all in one character. <laughs> yeah, uh, like like she like don't like it, it was perfect. Like I hope it never happens again. Like they don't make it into a Deadpool thing or they're cash grabbing, but. Yeah, we're we're on this island, and yeah, fuck
1: it, you know, let's fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we've got you know Mother Soul, who's apparently in charge of this tournament. You know, she's the host of this tournament, and she's telling it trying, trying to tell everybody, you know, the big welcome and get everyone ready for the party before the tournament that starts tomorrow. And Damien's just like, you talk too much. Let's just let's just get this going. I don't, you know. He introduces himself. I'm Robin, son of the Bat. Mother is the deadliest woman alive. My grandfather's immortal. You know, I'm gonna kill everybody. You know, and then you know, and you know, she's just like, you know, you 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 need to calm down. But you know, hey, if you want to fight, any takers? You know, we turn around and there's this girl who is pasty white, named Flatline, who decides she wants to take on Robin. You know, and she kind of looks like La Parca's freaking daughter.
0: No shit, man. She's like the like the yin-yang to fucking Crush.
1: Yeah, I could see that too. But yeah, they're you know they're going back and forth and then you know she's just like on Lazarus Island, you know we fight to the death and we turn around and she, she's freaking as she's saying fight to the death, she's holding Robin's heart that she just ripped out of his chest in her hand.
0: 're not you're not saying it the right way she ripped it she she grabbed his heart punched it out of his back and pulled it back out because we've got re-entry on this one
1: yeah she's Daniel, got and all mothers soul could say is one down
0: man I'm, I'm just happy that we're getting the last time I popped this hard for robin's uh, comic was right after night well right during nightfall when, when robin number one came out with Tim Oh
1: nice. Okay.
0: Like do you remember that one? Like he's like jumping over the front of the car on the car?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like I wish he wasn't just posing there, but it's it's such a great pose and we've got all this like dead art covered in blood around him. Like all the people that we were about to meet are dead and uh, he just got his heart ripped out, man. <laughs> and and we get like on the second page we get like him like with bruce and like he's in like classic pose like shooting out like his his uh grappler gun and he's jumping into nowhere like nothing we got all his favorite people in the background and like in a uh you know old school photo style and then we got batman just looking for him oracle we've got so many things going on here man like how are they doing so well in Batman stories right now? Like every time I read a Batman story, it's like four stories going on at once.
1: Yeah. We've got quite a bit going on with all of them. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's they've been deviating enough that like everything seems interconnected yet different, which is super, super interesting.
0: I'm loving every bit of this, man. Like uh, we, the, the thing about we get, we get flatline. But then, we get a new baddie in Detective. No, 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 not Detective. In, um... Justice League. Yeah. In Justice League. Let me pull that bad boy up right here, right now. Because that... Yep,
1: we got Justice League 60.
0: Oh, dude. Like, this is one of my favorite covers I've ever seen in quite a long time. man. like, I'm not too happy that they cleaned up Black Adam to make him look all sexy. Not, like, you know, 2010 style. Uh, they made the cape longer. They, you know, ang- they didn't make him so ethnically angular in his facial constructions. Um, but yeah, he kind
1: of looks like Superman's little brother. I'm not going to lie. It,
0: not no shit. Right. With, with just a little bit of better hair, hair gel.
1: Yeah. A little bit more of a tan,
0: but it, it's, it's black Adam, man. And this just harkens back to what we were talking about wrestlers, man. Give him a chance. Like they, uh, what a great fucking parallel um, from everything we talked about earlier. Because, like, he's about to fuck up Naomi. He's not happy with her, you know? Hey, you've got some information I need, and I'm going to get it the way I want to, whether you like it or not. Superman shows up, hey, you're about to hurt that girl. And she's like, but that guy about to hurt me? And I'm like, yeah, but even then, like, you kind of trust him. Um, follow me back. than that, I don't,
1: I, I, think, I don't even think it was necessarily a thing because you know we don't necessarily know that black adam had any intention of hurting or just wanted to get information because f- superman talks about it and he's just like you know you know maybe i maybe i'll this I, i'm just used to adam being a bad guy exactly so I, I grabbed him instead of freaking you know giving him a chance to say his piece
0: exactly and, and that's, I mean, that's kind
1: of like i just made The whole yeah and that's the whole the whole lead-in to where we're going with Black Adam as a character, from what it seems like,
0: wouldn't it so funny that Ollie was the one that was so fucking objective to him being part of the fucking league? Like, like of all the people, who've made some really, really shitty mistakes. Ollie is the one that's like, nah, not this guy. <laughs> like, it, it 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 begged the question, but it, it perfectly served the storyline. If you know anything about Green Lantern, what uh, I'm sorry, uh, Green Arrow. All uh, he's been through for the past like I'm gonna say like what 14 years, um, he's being the biggest hypocrite in the world. He's being you, not you Tony, but mm-hmm. the people that don't want to accept Adam. Like I want to accept Adam. I'm mean, looking at him. He's he's looking cut as shit. Like he looks great. Probably put him some good matches. And we've got this asshole with a broken horn in, and we got Naomi that you're about to may or may not assault. But you're right. I was expecting him to hurt that girl.
1: Then Superman yeah. and Superman did did too, yep, and then Superman you know turns it around on him and then ends up inviting both of them to the uh to you know the Hall of justice, basically
0: kick ass hall of justice by the way
1: Yeah, I mean we got you know we got everybody here, we got green arrow, we got black canary Batman, Aquaman flash, hot girl, you know, basically the whole league's here. And, you know, they're asking Naomi because we turned out that Naomi um, is a uh, – she's from basically an alternate Earth that is isn't was destroyed.
0: That isn't part of the multiverse. That fucked me up.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, as far as I know, there's still – we're back to the 52 Earths right now. And, freaking, Naomi's from an Earth that isn't in that in that realm, in the multiverse. So it's –
0: is that a, you, you think it? You think it'd be like a, a, a fourth wall break type thing, or would it be more of like they're just trying to expand? I mean, honestly, the it's kind of exhausting because they they built the multiverse for quite a while. I mean, we new gods, we got a, all these other different things going on here, and then we get multiverse. Grant Morrison comes comes along with whatever the fuck he was smoking, and uh, from like what nine years ago and. Now we're talking about a world that is beyond the multiverse, and Batman is like somehow knowledgeable in it.
1: Of course, he's Batman. It's what, he does. It's, what he does. it's what he does. I mean, freaking you know that's the thing too. Is like you know apparently this um, this um, Brutus is what they've been calling him, and Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, is yeah. from that same uh, that same Earth. But that, that's an Earth that was destroyed by superheroes. You know, we don't know if that's, you know, if it's like the multiverse, you know, where there's, you know, a different Superman on this planet or a different Batman or what have you. Or if these were completely different superheroes that were that were superpowered beings that destroyed her Earth.
0: Great point, because they never said it was the villains or the heroes who destroyed her, her original world. It was, it just, they were Super destroyed. beings. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, as far as Ollie goes, and I, I totally get it because Ollie, Ollie, always tries to, you know, see, you know, everything, and you know, he's just like, hey, you know, Black Adam's just over here chilling, just listening to all this, you know. I think it's a, it's a perfect opposition between him and Superman because of course Superman's gonna be like, you know, let's give this guy a chance, you know, because that's that's who Superman is, you know, he is the embodiment of hope, you know, hope for a better tomorrow, hope people can change. You know, it's you know, it's always going to be on my mind. It's always going to be if somebody wants to change, they will, regardless of whether you give them the opportunity or not.
0: But like the other thing about this guy is, he's like, I just got my ass whooped. You know, I'm peacing out for a second. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm I'm out, and we've got. He shows up in the Muscaria. Uh, what what's her name? Hold on. Hippolyta. Hippolyta, I never haven't been hit like that in a while. And then we've got the moral question here. Do we listen to everybody? We listen to Naomi? We trust someone that, like, because we've got the opposite ends here. We've got someone here, like Adam, proved himself king, ruler, emperor, whatever, dictator of his own world or place here on earth.
1: I don't, yeah, his own country.
0: Yeah, or this little girl that we know nothing about. Not only who do
1: claims we know to be from some place that we don't know and that we know next to nothing about? Exactly. And she's the only one. And she's the only one who's been there. And last time she was there, it was only for about fifteen minutes. Fifteen
0: goddamn minutes. Like that's all she was there for. And now, like the ultimate evil is breaking through here. And I'm loving this, man. Like I, I'm loving the dynamics of this. It's not. Whether or not this guy's going to come in and destroy the world, I'm just loving the the tete a tete here. Like like we're we're balanced back and forth, and then like the fact that like Aquaman is qu- cracking jokes on Ollie, and then they 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 test the metal.
1: Yeah, because it had the effect on Brutus. Yep. but then that was another thing too, because Embodie was the one that Naomi had bought and sent back to the her old world. But the whole thing was that uh, this Brutus character was a different person, so apparently Zimbabwe went back and told told others about, you know, this new fresh Earth. Right. So, so the thing is, if freaking if this Brutus guy is different from Zimbabwe, how many other people does he plan on bringing back with him to try to take over Earth? You know, it's, this may or may not be a one-man show.
0: Agreed especially after what we just went through on Wonder Woman and uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. I man, like, like, they're really mm-hmm. refreshing a lot of things, what could happen. And then we get this, like, perfectly, like, nerd-oriented, like, Flash doing his old original cosmic treadmill, but he's got everyone's logos and a bar <laughs> for them to hold on to. Like, sorry the logos aren't to scale. And, you like, this is one of my favorite, uh, it's not a splash, uh, Page, but Flash running the treadmill. Everyone holding on. Even soups, Black Adam's holding on. Unleash your power. I mean, like, when he... He's, he's wanting pain. There, there's something about Black Adam's, like, anguish that I, I really enjoy. And we get to this end page. Superman, Batman, uh, guys. Guys. And it's, like, you know, this deserted, post-apocalyptic, probably not even no flora we see no flora in this photo uh, in this yeah dark. it's
1: it's just old abandoned destroyed death uh, yeah death just this town that obviously has no living person in it
0: shit man like every little bit about this is this has been probably the most enjoyable justice league story i've read in probably about in a year
1: yeah i'm like i'm not really a huge justice league guy I just kind of picked it up cuz I was like, oh, there's going to be a new lineup. This could be fun. And it's been it's been interesting to see what they're what they're doing with people so far. And you can just tell it's all building towards something. We're not you know, it looks like it'll be like I said this one guy, but like I said they could easily bring in an army of superpowered other earthly monsters and really just kind of unleash hell.
0: I'm really enjoying it, man like I, I love the fact that the, it's being carefully curated i'm not the biggest fan of bendis we talked mm-hmm. about that before we started but yeah. um, why not we we're, we're having yeah. this is this is a lot of fun um, there's been a little cheesy stuff mixed in but oh, yeah. i'm fine with that uh, yeah
1: i'm actually getting some old uh, when d when uh, rebirth first started you know they did the new detective comics with batman and his 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 team and one of the guys that ended up joining the team was Clayface because he was they were doing a huge redemption angle with Clayface. And like it's it's definitely similar with Black Adam now. Only you know the only the huge difference actually is that Clayface was super remorseful for what he did.
0: Oh my god. Black Adam, man. We
1: we're we're not seeing Black Adam remorseful at all. No, not you know, leader. i I'm, I'm a leader, I will do what I do for my people and screw you.
0: Dude, that's one of the reasons why I knew you were ready for, my like, be part of the show. Not that I'm, like, better than you in any way. I'm just saying that, like, like you were... You, you got better hair. You you vibrated the same way that we do here at Minefields was when we had our first conversation about uh, Clayface.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you were ready already, but, like, when we started talking about Clayface, I mean, that, like, that was a hard conversation. That, that, and, and Solomon, I mean, like, there was so many little things that, like, integrated and so many things are happening in this one comic book, like... And, and uh, a couple things I need to bring up here, because I, I went to a, a comic store, I'm not going to name their name, because I don't want to shame them, but, uh, like, you went to, what, like, three comic stores uh, the other day looking for uh, new uh, Avengers and um, Academy. Mm-hmm. Go to the store... Teen
1: Titans Academy, yeah.
0: Yeah. Go the store yeah, just... here in the Springs. The only new comics they had on the shelves a couple of x-men titles like i like it kind of made me feel like i was going crazy like like where's all the new shit and they didn't even have new harley quinn and i was like hey do you have the new uh like i i do you have any new dc what's going on like Are you guys not ordering it and they're like oh we're just catering to our uh our uh subscribers like oh if you want you can start a pool bin and we can get your shit and I was like no (laughs) like 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 I should have walked in here and walked the fuck out within three minutes with my my homeboy that couldn't find his fucking new Teen Titans Academy uh with three dollars spent um this makes no sense it was all toys and magic the gathering like what the hell is going on I'm glad your business is still thriving but I don't know why it pissed me off so bad.
1: <laughs> like it's it, it, it's that it's that freaking it's that elitist attitude. It feels like like yeah, we only we serve our fan, our our customers. Yeah, but we're not really looking for to set up new customers, which is weird. You know, you know did they at least they did so? They didn't have like did they have like, you know old older stuff they have stuff on the walls anything like that they had
0: older stuff in in in, in, in the uh, in the plastic cases to buy for 80 ninety dollars that's what they had on the fucking walls man they they, ah. they, they they had a couple of like some rebirth stuff that was like three four bucks but like it was only because the covers were pretty mm-hmm. and uh, yeah you're right the elitist thing like we're like okay I'm glad you're taking care of your customers that that's a hundred percent what you should do but yeah. like you're on the north end of colorado springs like um i'm sorry to bring up a caste system here but like the lower you go colorado springs the less money you have and um i can go to the lowest in the the southernest, not lowest uh, uh colorado springs comic book store and find almost everything i want yeah and and not only that do they know my name when i walk in and are happy to see me ready to have my pools out um something's
1: wrong <laughs> yeah that uh, that's weird cuz like especially since you know you joined in the group here freaking yeah, yeah i made it a point, point, point to kind of go in there and like at least look at newer stuff you know i picked up you know um freaking the picture of everything else
0: oh
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i th- i picked up scumbag
0: yeah it it i picked Hooked, up dude, uh right the fuck uh, up
1: one of my favorite comics right now is Post Americana, which I, I found out recently is only like a seven issue run. But like I've been reading that and freaking just loving it. And I'm like, if you don't give me the option to grab new stuff, how am I gonna find new stuff?
0: Right.
1: You know, I'm gonna get my Batman, I'm gonna get my detective, my yeah. flash, blah blah blah. A hundred percent. But like, how am I how, how am I gonna get into Swamp Thing? You know, how am I gonna freaking He'll find anything new. You know, freaking, you know, one thing about Ed's is Ed's will always, you know, if he sees a comic that's similar to what you're currently reading, he'll throw it in your bin for you and just see if you like it. You know, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But, like, he always gives you the option of being like, hey, I thought you might like this.
0: Or you can go into Ed's on a Saturday during an NCAA college football day and watch football all goddamn day. And he won't give a shit. He'll want to talk football with you all day long. No, that, you're not wrong. That Ed is such a nice guy, man. Always remembers you. Always yeah. remembers you. And and just like, yeah, he wants to make, you know, hand over fist here. He's got a business, but like, he's not... Gonna try to sell you some snake oil, not in the least bit. Yeah. Uh, but he's also not gonna not he's also not going to not have what you want, and if yeah. it's not there, he'll find it for you. I'm I'm I guarantee you if it was an oversight. You're gonna get your your Teen Titans number two Academy, but like the fact that they they didn't even have like like the, this girl was like fuck. It, I'm gonna say Iron Wine. Uh, they didn't have any they, they didn't have <laughs> any of the, the 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 new titles. Like, you're, are you guys not selling DC? What's going on? Oh, well, we, we find, it, it was this new girl. I uh, I go there probably once a month. And probably, mm-hmm. and, and like, it, since I get COVID and that sort of thing, but like, I only buy like one or two things, which yeah. is like, I walk in a muse and well, I walk out of muse like minus $120, like every yeah. time. And I walk out of Iron Lion minus like eight. And, and I'm like, wait, you guys not selling DC? What's going on? and uh she uh, like because it was a serious question like i know there's some things in the air with like distributors especially now with marvel and dc uh not dc direct not really parting ways but like in terms of who's mainly distributing it and there was a big deal about that last uh last year when COVID first happened um Mm -hmm. with dc and um a few other titles and she's like well we just find that people like who the fuck is this girl i've never seen this girl in my life and um we just find that she wouldn't look me in the eyes. She like, like she didn't like, she had this like nonchalantness to me. Like I was just like some asshole that showed up accidentally wanting some DC that, Oh fuck you. We don't have it. And we just find people don't order a lot of DC. Like, are you kidding me? What the fuck? Like it was on my mind. I'm like, I'm yeah. about, like... If,
1: you, if you said some like alt <laughs> comics, I would get that. You know, if you say, even even going so far as, like, Image, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But you're, you're going to say DC. Like, nobody wants DC? Like, that is either the number one or number two comic in the world, depending on your point of view. No shit, man. It I is what it is. I
0: didn't ask for Dead Man issue 2 circa 1995. No, I just wanted the new issue of fucking Teen Titans Academy from a homeboy that went to three comic stores because it's difficult to get some things and 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 i had three comics in my hand i was gonna buy and i put them down i i, I literally just put them on the on the counter and just walked away yeah. she, she was still talking to me and i was already pissed off and I, that's when i texted you i'm i'm pissed off and i don't know why <laughs> and um and it was it was it, like but you know the, the other the other uh, places in the in the springs been like muse eds hell yeah like I I can I can count on Muse if I need to make some rent to sell some magic cards, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like like shit like that and um
1: mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm, and, and they're they're always nice you have a question though. Is they're always there to help out freaking it's you know that's the thing man comics like you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be a millionaire freaking selling comic books no. it is what it is no. like you are you are freaking like it's it's a business where you have to know your customers. Like, you, you have to, like, freaking, you know, selling, like, I freaking, work at a, I work at a pharmacy. You know, it's it's easier if you know your customers because you can freaking, you know, you can help them out. You can go the extra mile for them. They're less likely to yell at you. But, like, when you're a comic guy, when you're selling books, freaking, you got, you know, you gotta know your customers because you need, you need, you live and die off that repeat business.
0: A hundred percent, man. Like, like, George, George that uh, Muse, uh, he, when you, like, you're talking about how, like, well, Ed will give you some things that you might like. It'll be waiting for you. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, George over at Muse does the same thing for me, man. Like, he knows I'm the biggest Becky Clinton fan. And mm-hmm. I remember one time I was there for one of their comic sketch drawing classes. And I saw there's like, one of the guys had this new, like, Becky Clinton cover of, like, this little, like, indie imprint she did. I didn't know it existed. And I was like, where did you get that? And the, uh... The guy that had it would work there. He's like, "Don't worry, George. George has one waiting for you in your bin. Um, no harm, no foul." But then I remember one time and he's like, "Hey, I know you don't like uh, being sold stuff, but uh, you got a Harley Quinn shot glass. Just put it in my just just put it in my bag." Yeah. <laughs> uh, or or, uh, or or when uh, a couple of weeks ago when I went in and remember I called you about the magic cards.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 okay.
0: Yeah, and, but he was like, uh, at that day, he was like, hey, uh, in two weeks, we're getting this Keanu Reeves comic book. And I know you bought every John Wick comic. Uh you interested? And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> Just, absolutely. <laughs> Like, like Absolutely. Yeah. But, but it, at the same time, I'm glad he was making some money off me, but it was not a cash grab. He was legitimately worried that I was going to find out about a Keanu Reeves comic book a month later, and didn't have it waiting for me in my box.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, man. Those, I mean, like I do. They, they live and die off of repeat business, you know. And then that—that's a risk for them, dude. Because like, like, I'm not the biggest fan of variant covers. And like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't. I, no, I, I told that I was like, you know, hey, I'm not. Like, if you if you can just give me the straight covers, I don't. I'm not a big variant fan. I don't me, care for it. Me it's neither. It's a pain in the butt. It's got to be
0: good. It's got to be yeah. fucking good.
1: Yeah, and especially when they were doing, like, the ones that were just randomly, like, the old toys. I was like, oh, this is dumb. Uh, exactly. like, I want a comic book that looks like a comic book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I felt for that for the Star Wars ones uh, when they first started coming out. And, like, they were doing that for a while, even with uh, Age of X and um, um, X of Swords. They were still doing the the variant, like, action figure. I, I like, yeah, I, it's pretty, but I don't I don't care. I want the guy Yeah, that's... I just...
1: Yeah, Sorry. I want the guy that freaking drew the – that put the actual cover together. Agreed. I just I just prefer it. It's just my – it's just – like if there's a really super cool one, then yeah, I'll pick it up. 100%. But like it's it's a rarity. Like I think I, in the last two years, I've probably purposefully picked up one just I thought the cover looked cool. Ooh.
0: Uh, I've picked up a couple but only because that the first prints that were there – were only the variants, but I, I, had, I was able to pay cover price for them, and that was the Iron mm-hmm. Lion and a Muse, and they didn't charge me extra, um, but only because of the like, they know I wanted the first print, like, you know, the first one that existed. Um, we've got Justice League ending into uh, a Justice League dark story. We've got Merlin coming back here, and I'm really digging this, especially because he just walks into a bookstore and just fucks some poor guy that, like... Is, is, like you know, just assembled all these original printings of things, and we've got, we've got Constantine.
1: We got a con- we got a comic book guy that just hooked this guy, this comic book <laughs> fan up. Yep. With got everything out of his freaking box for him, and yep. then he murdered him. Yep.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna pay. Not a repeat
1: customer. Not a repeat customer.
0: Not not the least bit. And like, I'm not gonna pay for these, but it's gonna kill you. Uh, we've got some arguments here, at Justice Hall here. I'm just happy to see Johnny. Um, they didn't draw him the right way, but. I'm loving the fact that Batman is putting Zatanna over as a leader. That because especially because we're reading Justice League so dark, uh, dark for so long. Um, mm-hmm. Zatanna has never been a leader. It's always been no. Madame Xanadu. It's always been Johnny. It's been Dead. It was Man, Wonder Woman for a while. Wonder Woman for a while, and they even brought up Wonder Woman's gone, like, uh, and like Batman's like, you know, just putting her over, and, and like, hey, you've got you've got some yeah. you know, big shoes to fill and I expect you to do it. But I know you can. And then we get Merlin like, uh, I'm seeing, my interest is in seeing them set free. And then we get this magical language and the books start reacting and we've got, who's the guy that is, uh, I, it's not terrax. No, Terax is from Marvel. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the equivalent of Terax. What's his name? Terax. Oh, Etrigan. He's, he's an Etrigan. Etrigan.
1: yeah. And the demon Etrigan.
0: We got these vultures, and then we get this new guy that shows up out of nowhere. You know, like, you know, wrong time, wrong place. And it even says, uh, what does it say? He's about to learn that with a little bit of magic, flying out the shells, boom. And he, you know, pulls something out of nowhere. Come Baltimore, Hunter Soul. A few more kills and it will hold your debt paid. And now we have boom! Enter the Ragman. I don't know who the hell this guy is. I love it. <laughs> what a yeah. great, what a great splash page. He's killing some interdimensional fucking like uh, half Vultures. vulture, half humans, and and that's gonna help out. Help me out.
1: i mean, I've never been. I've never no. I don't know too much about Ragman. I know the whole thing that each rag on his you know, costume okay. or, or right on his body is like a, a, a damned soul. Yeah. Like, no, it's a, da- it's a damned soul.
0: I always thought of it like as a spell on him. Like, cause it's been a while since I've seen this guy for a while, but even then, like, like I always thought it was like a, a spell, like each s- damned soul had like a, it's purpose. Like, like Mark five, Mark eight.
1: Oh huh. hmm. yeah. I'm not overly familiar with Ragman. So I couldn't tell you, but yeah, he's definitely, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Because, you know, like, the more we'll get into them, the more we're going to have, you know, the more we'll find out about them. Because, you know, Justice League Dark right now, you know, there's no, you know, it just seems to be his Detective Chimp. It's freaking Constantine. Right. It's Satana. It's Etrigan. You know, I'm not seeing Swamp Thing here. No. Uh, you know, Wonder, Wonder Woman's gone, basically, until, you know, for right now. um, I don't see any Man Bat right now, which is funny because two of those three have their own series now. Right. But, I mean, the Man Bat ones prior to him joining the Justice League Dark, and, like, I really, you know, those are some interesting characters that we're going to be without, and it looks like while we're losing them, we're at least gaining Ragman, and that'll be fun to see how he interacts with the team once he actually joins up. Plus, we have, like I said, Zatanna stepping up, you know, with Batman and Superman's approval as the new leader of Justice League Dark.
0: Yeah, and, and Batman's approval, too, man. Like, Like, he's basically like putting his fingers in a pie that doesn't belong to him. And Zatanna isn't known for her leadership. She's known for being saying things backwards. Her dad has some, you know,
1: Yeah. Her, her dad, her dad was a, a world famous <laughs> magician and Batman trained under her dad at one point, which is how they met in the first place when they were teenagers Freaking, you know, we got the whole thing with her and Constantine. You know, The whole will they, won't they, they already have. Right. Will they continue? You know, that's been forever. It's
0: one of the reasons why we love Teen Titans so much is we get so many different chances for these different uh, gentlemen and gentlewomen to take over the helm. I mean, like, there was a long time where we've got Robin, Damien running Justice League, but... I'm sorry, Titans, but then who was really running? It was... uh, I'm pretty sure Crush was in charge for a while. But even then we're giving some people some chances and I I'm I'm really looking forward to what we can get out of Zatanna from this man because she's one of my favorite man. Like uh, I've got a signed copy of one of uh, the... Zatanna number one but, like uh I must say like ninety not ninety uh two thousand eight, two thousand nine when like she's on the black background uh, red background, that that sort of thing. But um okay. we're we're we so we just finished just like and but we gotta do our tête-à-tête with fucking our back and forth with Detective Comics number one thousand thirty-five and Nightwing number seventy-nine because I have my reasons why I think this is the best comic of the week, a Nightwing, and you got your detective story. Let's go back and forth on this one, man. Because all right, is- well
1: let's go over just overall, you know, on detective first of all. We've got of course, you know. We start off here, you know, um, Sarah Worth, who was um, the daughter of the seventh richest man in Gotham. Correct. You know, she was kidnapped and well, we will, you know, we find out later to be murdered. You know, and we get, we start out here, you know, the police are talking to her, uh, her partner, her boyfriend. You know, at the time named Sam, and. You know, Bruce is in one of his, you know, tinier, you know, his micro bat caves, his mini bat caves as he calls it.
0: Within the sewers?
1: Yeah. And just kind of looking up, you know, trying to figure out where she could be because, you know, this particular kidnapping was sloppy. There were mistakes, so they couldn't have gotten, they couldn't have gotten very far. And this um, city worker reports that a manhole has been tampered with, and we find out it was, you know, had some blood on it. Of course. So Batman ends up going into the sewers... And he ends up finding Sarah's body, just tied to some pipes,
0: dead. Like 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 no ritual, just 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 dead.
1: Dead as a doornail.
0: Deed done, gutted. Whatever. Like they didn't show too much. I, I really like the fact that they didn't show too much of it because. Uh, there's too much of a reveal sometimes when we talk about Alfred, like my love of Alfred Hitchcock Presents as opposed mm-hmm. to my love of Tilson the Crip where they show everything. But, yeah. but this was, I mean, he's walking through shit, man. He's up to his knees in fucking sewage. And yeah. we get to this, like, barely, he's got a flashlight, a fucking flashlight. Not a, his bat eyes are lit up, flashlight. Yeah, and we get and old school detective. Old school detective, we got the body hanging there, and then
1: yeah. And the thing is, too, is it's also it's it's covered. Yeah, you know, we see we see bloodstains, but the body is covered and it's tied to this pipe. Agreed. Like we don't we don't know how much Batman saw of her before that because the cops are right behind him. You know the cops were called. The co- Batman, what Batman caught was you know, the cops being called by this, you know, this city worker. So you know he 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 got there. He saw the body, and oh, then next you know that, that, the cops are after him.
0: Just that little bit of blood, and then also don't forget when you're watching when you're looking at this splash page here, all the detail involved in his cape, and little detail and tiny bloodstains on her, and the only other red is that little wheel well there. Yep, like like it's hinting at something, and then of course we see the sewage, we we see things dripping from pipes, and, and we even have that little that little panel at the bottom splish, splish splish, like yep. But the the deep the attention to detail here. He's got his 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 flashlight, and then and then we look at this gorgeous him running away. He's getting blasted, <laughs> he's getting absolute blasted, and he's not just like scruffy because he's. Slumming it on the streets of Gotham. No, I mean, this is what he has to live like. This guy doesn't have time to shave, and every little bit here, like, like okay, so like one of the bullets ricocheted and and shot one of the cops out of his own fucking gun, and then he's getting buried for it, and then, man, this is like Adam Kubert, good man, like him blasting off with his grappling hook, and we get to the mayor's office. Um, one of the things about the mayor, I'm um, just trying to bring this up real quick, is that the mayor, missing an eye, looks just yeah, like... Yeah, Mayor Nakano. Does he look suspiciously like Robin Lord Taylor from Gotham? I swear he looks so much like, like the, the, the kid that uh, picked the, the penguin.
1: Yeah, in no, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, he def Like, I hadn't thought about it because, you know, he's he's definitely got more of an asian look to him and especially with the last name nakano yeah um but like i could like now that you mention it i could definitely see it a little bit you know there's definitely some similarities
0: that's just a random thing here man I'm, i'm loving seeing all the the gadgets in in the uh utility belt flipping and flopping as batman's making his hasty retreat and we get to the the funeral man hey take the take the helm on this funeral man because
1: yeah, no. We we see um, you know, some of the, you know, Gotham's elite at this funeral for you know this you know Mister Worth's daughter Sarah. And one funny thing is, if you notice over Bruce's shoulder, the Penguin is sitting right behind him,
0: right behind which, him. Which, like 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 yeah. like Danny DeVito Penguin.
1: Yeah. You know, and and Mister Worth, you know, is sitting here talking. He's like, you know, I'm not going to say anything about my daughter. You know, until I have justice, my daughter's gone, and someone took her from me. Oh. And we see Sam, who's the uh, the boyfriend, and he just runs out of the church, and Bruce chases after him. But and we see somebody over in the corner on top of the building with a cape.
0: The chick with the the the, the crossbow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's Huntress. Yeah, it's Huntress. But the whole thing too is you know you know like in the beginning of the issue. They talk about how, you know, 10 people are kidnapped a day in Gotham. Right. And freaking, the reason they're focusing on this one so much is because this man is the, the father is, like I said, the seventh richest man in Gotham. So he is, you know, he's, he's, con- he's constantly calling Mayor Nakano being like, what the hell's going on? What's going on with my daughter? You know, he's trying to, you know he was trying to find her and then this happens. And it, it's interesting to see the influence of the affluent in that Gotham.
0: Impl- like get
1: they it. get, resu- they're they're gonna get results because they have money. And you know, they talk about how you know Mayor Nakano wants this man. He wants to get this done so that he can win favor with this guy, because it's it's the money that is really running Gotham. It's not the mayor like he he needs this guy on his side so that he can get anything accomplished that he might want to accomplish down the road
0: it's interesting to me when you when you're talking about similarities here, is this guy looks like craven the hunter yeah he looks like craven 100% and did you notice all the w's in his in his
1: uh, garb that i did notice on his suit jacket and on also on his tie yep like, this is a man that this is the man that takes pride in his appearance and is setting you know, always sets himself up to to look good
0: it's it's interesting and but at the same time he's not like he's not like making some big like you know on the streets like credo find the man that did it and kill him like he's like God forbid he finds the
1: guy that did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... He he will have justice. And that's funny because the Sam, the boyfriend, is the exact opposite. You know, we find out we find out that you know, several days after the funeral, Sam still hasn't been to work. And the next time we see him, you know, he's leaving his and his girlfriend's apartment with a gun and his in you know yeah. on his person. And Batman ends up finding him, you know, and trying to talk him down, basically. But Batman ends up having to, you know, literally rip the gun out of his hands and put him in cuffs. And we find out later that, you know, he took him to jail and, you know, he's sitting there at least in, you know, some form of detention, if not actually arrested. Which, you know, could possibly be what it is, you know, if not, you know, either for his own good or for the good of others. Yeah, then we end up going back to the mayor's office. And the mayor is talking to Neil, who's one of the guys on his, uh, council. What
0: is the S yes, man? 100% yeah. Yes, man.
1: And just, you know, starts berating him for talking about, um, this investigation or, uh, what he wrote down about the investigation. And then there's this guy, Hugh, who's also part of his cabinet. And, you know, as you know, after as soon as he's done berating, you know, Neil, you know, he he's like, you know, Hugh's just like, Oh, I'll finish it, no problem. And like Mayor Nakano is just like, you know, as always, Hugh, you know, thank you. And and he you can tell Hugh's always fixing Neil's problems because Neil ends up dropping his medication because apparently he's developed he's developing a headache. And as the mayor leaves, um Neil ends up dropping to his knees. What is talking this, about this headache?
0: What is this LSD nightmare he's going through? Like none of it it, it looks like a bunch of like like the, the the more I looked at it, the more it looked like some psychedelic roaches fighting each other.
1: And I can see roaches or I guess he like um You see your mushrooms like like, flag, like flaglia almost. Like in, on a in a cell, like a cellular aspect of that,
0: it. That's a great way to put it. Especially the way it like with where you where you're putting that and then we see the actual psychedelic mushrooms popping out from the from the right. Yeah. And, and so we've got this problem going and we've got huntress. Well, the, the
1: funny part about this too though, but like real quick before you go into that no, go for is that as soon as she, as soon as he leaves, Hugh's Hugh drops down and starts helping Neil. And it's mm. almost like he's playing both sides. Riddler style. Like it it's like Hugh is was, I, I get the feeling that Hugh's working like Hugh knows what he's doing and I get the feeling he's the one behind something. Like Hugh is definitely a bigger deal than he's being made out to be so far.
0: A hundred percent. I mean like he's working with like look how many scars are on his face. <laughs> like like, like, are you going to go to work after being that fucked up? <laughs> yeah. And no but like this is some Riddler shit. I'm, I'm calling I'm doing some Archer shit on this and calling Riddler.
1: That's, well, maybe. That's what really yeah, doesn't similar.
0: I mean, we've got psychedelics involved. I mean, we clearly see mushrooms, out of Cilia. and then we get the huntress and we get to like let me go, like like Batman put him right where he should have been and then we get this big reveal. She's still alive. I mean, he's walking into his apartment, like like into his like shitty Soho-esque apartment. Like, of course, it's not really shitty. I mean, like it would be like a, I imagine where he's living is probably like a like a five thousand dollar you know a month you know apartment. Mm-hmm. And he's still got some sort of semblance of money, and then we get here. She comes, and this was it. Really, a zombie? Like, like zombies make piss me off now because it's it's such a
1: bullshit. It's, a, it's an overdone trope
0: overdone trope completely but this came out of nowhere i i can't yeah. i can't ever remember zombies in batman
1: yeah not unless you're talking deceased or something like that but and even then that wasn't a you know, that was a dc story it wasn't a batman story but i mean yeah you're looking at this girl her eyes are glossed over freaking there's you know blood and or dirt in her mouth yeah, she, you know, she's got, she's covered him like it's like they dug her out of the grave.
0: Yeah, she didn't just come out; she was already in the morgue, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, she—they had the funeral for her. They found her body, you know. And that's the thing—you know—could this be? Could this could this be an actual zombie? Could this be somebody? You know, could this be somebody like a clay face, freaking portraying her, her her revived her re you know reinvigorated corpse? Right, and if so, why?
0: it it, first off it didn't come off as some bullshit cash grab like oh zombies are popular now. no this is this was like i legitimately felt the sense of surprise when bruce says sarah like but there's not a question mark after sarah just a period because it's still batman it's he's greatest detective in the world and i'm loving this like I'm, I'm having trouble like deciding which one was the better comic uh, between Nightwing because Nightwing, uh,
1: Night Nightwing had more heart, but freaking Detective had the better twist.
0: I had about a week, so I think it was just more like in tune for something really good. Like Nightwing came off as, yeah.
1: um, but I, I mean, like I, said, I think there, I think there's, I think there's a valid argument for both. Really, and you know, I like, like I said, I like Detective just because, like I said, that twist was insane. Because you, like you said. No, you don't see zombies no. in Batman. And, like, you want... I, I want this to be a zombie story because I want to I wanna know more. You know, can she infect others in theory? Is she the only one? If she is, you know, if she... Either way, if she is, why? Can you know, what she be really redeemed? Possible? Can she yeah. be
0: brought back? I mean, like, yeah. it, it wasn't like... I didn't see a zombie and thought, oh, they're trying to make some money here. I thought, oh, my God, this story is working so well.
1: Yeah. It it's interesting, like I said, it's just it's a whole new it's a whole new avenue for a bat book. You never see you never see like that horror like the closer you get to horror you get a bane, you get a freaking killer croc.
0: Right.
1: Uh Professor Pig. You know, you get some you get some decent scary Batman villains, right. you know, Scarecrow obviously, Zaz.
0: Some Tales from the Crypt guys, but like look how dirty she looks. She's got these lesions on her. The open mm-hmm. open mouth, empty eyes. And the the other thing that just random that was next, what died didn't stay dead was old school Wolverine font.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't, didn't pick up on that, but yeah, you're not wrong.
0: Yeah, that's old school Wolverine font, but even then, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, perfectly used and we get the Hunter story, man. I, I, at first, at first I was so overwhelmed with the story that just happened that I had to put the book down and be like, listen, I know you don't want to read this like eight page story, but every time they do an eight page story after anything good in in DC, you regret hesitating to read it. And, yeah. and this story about the woman and her cat, like such a random story, but like why we, we have to have this sort of story in order because obviously we're going to, we have to get more involved in Huntress because like she's, yeah. she's coming she's up. She's playing a
1: part of the Batman books and she, you know, for all those who saw birds of prey, the overwhelming thing was that she was the best part of the movie. Well, harm And, you know,
0: and now we have to get invested in her in the comics in this little story about the cat. When she found the cat covered in blood, man, I'd put the book down. Yeah. I, I was hoping. That one hurt. Yeah, that, that, that did hurt. That's a great way to put it. it, it it a hundred percent hurt. It wasn't just a, uh, I was hoping she'd find her like still with the ex and be disappointed. I was, yeah. I, I, I was so invested that like, um, uh, I wonder being to be the stuff when you're talking about uh detective was that like, when you watch a, like a, I've been hooked on law and order special victims unit for, since it came out. Or if you ever watch law and order, like the second you see like who the guests Star's name is like, oh, he did it, <laughs> and uh, it, it helps you. Like, as a, as a writer, it's difficult to enjoy a show like that because it just writes itself, and you can see what's coming a million miles away. But both these stories in this one issue of Detective had me at such a point. I forgot I was a writer. I forgot I was a reader. I forgot I was not a human being. I I was legitimately within the pages of Detective Comics watching it as a voyeur or, or hoping to be Batman's partner, like, like, like yeah. at, at another level. And like, I wasn't looking to see what could happen or, Oh, that, pfft, that was totally, you could see that coming a mile away. None of these stories ever had that sort of law and order feeling. And I was hoping that she'd like, see this chick with like her ex-boyfriend and be like disappointed. Like that was the best I had. <laughs> not, not blood covered cat.
1: Yeah and not least freaking and that's the whole thing like she talks about you know how she you know she doesn't have friends you know she doesn't hang out with fellow anti-heroes like they really hang out you know right but like you know she doesn't have like hunters doesn't have anybody like she's not like she's an extended member of the bat family but like you never see her at like the family functions or you know she's not in a relationship like nightwing and Bar- you know, Barbara yeah. will they won't they yeah you know there's you know she's got nobody and, like, she's, you know, probably C, C-list at best, you know?
0: This was such a great way to, to get readers invested in her. And mm-hmm. and, at a, and at a small level here, we got a cat. Huntress's got a cat. Dick Grayson's got a new little pup. I dig it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's freaking, you know, this this girl named Mary Knox is getting held up at gunpoint by this, you know, this guy. And Hunter saves her. Right. And, you know, she's and she's telling, her, you know, stay out, stay, you know, stay in, so inside. And she's like, I can't. This is what I have to do. You know, and she's like, I just I just like to walk my cat at night. Right. And like hunters turns around and just starts walking with her every night. Like every night they meet up, they hang out freaking like this is like the closest thing she has to a friend. You know, and she and she's like she's annoying. She talks a lot but every night she comes back you know, hunters comes back for more and like she and the girl's just like a dental assistant right and they they have this whole thing where she's like you don't have dental insurance
0: yeah and it's so funny from hearing that from her because this this woman has no sense of logic or sense of self-preservation and the best you can like muster is you don't have dental insurance like like she's coming from a completely different world like yeah. she she doesn't care whether or not Hunter shows up and protects her every night, like she's gonna walk her cat anyway, and she's gonna fight for her dumbass phone um and the, and then we we get that that nice back and forth, and then we get yeah, to that they, they go
1: back about and they, they they talk about nap time, they talk about plants,
0: yeah man, you know
1: they're they're just talking they're she she's just letting her talk and just walking with her basically. You this... know, and then she ends up having a panic attack one time and she finds out that her, you know, her boyfriend's abusive. And, like, it's a, it's a thing. And, like, you know, I expected... she's, like, being outside, I I feel safe out here because I at least make that choice, you know. Her boyfriend, you know, makes all her choices for her.
0: Any other comic would have had a quick little one page of Huntress finding the boyfriend and, you know throwing
1: beating the crap out of them
0: full Rorschach (laughs) full Rorschach uh, up to 99 percent without the 1% just dropping down an elevator shop but we she didn't even bother doing that and we get to the bloody cat and then we get to the body and and but no actually we get to the phone first
1: yeah we find you know we find the cat the cat's tail's bloody and the cat's name's Doug and like that's like the first thing is like who names their cat Doug (laughs) right I would name my cat Doug. That's a my good cats name for minx, it. But
0: uh, My my mom names her pets weird. Like, every time she names her, she gets a goldfish, it's like Pablo or Elvis. Like, where'd you get that name? <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. That's funny.
0: Yeah, and like, yeah, we got Doug. We got a little Doug here. And, good, old,
1: uh, good old Douglas.
0: Good old Douglas. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, no, you, and she's got her cat on a leash. Yeah. She walks around her cat on a leash. Like, she's... There's obviously more to the story. But yeah, I mean, like you said, she finds she finds the body and in her freaking, in her hand is her phone, which is the whole thing the original thug that held her up at gunpoint wanted was her phone, but she would not phone. give up her phone.
0: Was the phone, but like, we don't have that, like, yeah, like, is she really mourning the loss of her friend or is she, like, she's got a lot of selfish qualities to her, man. Like, uh, I'm not sure if she's... Focusing on this, the way like Batman would uh, on on a uh, on a on a lazy two weeks of detective, or you know really put that investment like, it, like I I see this interaction with her like she like like we brought up earlier. She didn't bother to find the boyfriend and beat him to a bloody pulp to make sure that he, or 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 like stab him in a bunch of places that she, the the girlfriend wouldn't notice. <laughs> like like, you know, that he, he had a lesson taught to him and, and hunters didn't really actually show up. She didn't give a shit, man. Like like I I am worried that this is like she's more upset that she lost a a, um, a contact with human presence, whether it was her favorite or not. But I don't think she cared about this woman as much as uh
1: they're harking on. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Cause I mean, she, she made it a point to talk to this woman every night. Like this was the closest thing she had to a, an actual friend.
0: That's a good point. It's not food. You know so, I mean? It's not like food. she it,
1: It's I think, I think it's a straight up a vengeance story when it's all said and done. She's like, I'm not a good friend. I can't go back and become a better one, but you know, I can make sure whoever did this pays. And that's something I'm really good at.
0: I really like it,
1: and that that last picture of her eyes—you can see that that focused determination. Agreed. Where she freaking, she's 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 done, and she's gonna freaking, she's gonna do this for her friend.
0: Next payback. You know, I like All your right. I like your perspective a lot more than what my mind landed on, because you're right. Uh, I was trying to interject, and uh, unfortunately, I was in uh, trying to interrupt you. I apologize, but like, oh, you're good? but you're talking about this walk every night. This is investment. You're right. This isn't, like, going to get food. Like, like there's no, like, goal here. Like, where someone is satisfied to the point where you walk away. Like, there was no... They didn't take a couple shots. They didn't high-five. They didn't, uh... Have any sort of discourse where the other one felt like, thank you so much for that conversation. Like, it was a lot of investment on that sort of thing. And the second she, uh, wearied on it, or, uh, took it for granted, it's gone.
1: Yeah. You know, she she wasn't the best friend, and freaking... I think we all kind of get that every now and again. We're like, oh, that person's a better friend to me than I am to them, and freaking, like, I want to do better, and then freaking all of a sudden, boom, something happens, and it's gone, and you're just like, dude. Yeah, you just... Man... I can can definitely think of some people I've freaking who've been definitely better friends to me than I've been to them over the years.
0: I've thought of like four of them right off the bat.
1: Yeah.
0: Like right off the bat. And yeah, that's exactly the look, what you're talking about when Huntress is like next, next is payback.
1: The only, I'm going to do what I can, I I can't fix what I did, but I can definitely help this situation a little bit.
0: Correct. And that, that good, good perspective on the man. I really appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Oh, not a problem. So let's uh we've been doing a lot of DC stuff today. We should jump over to Marvel real quick. We, uh,
0: what uh we got from Marvel.
1: Yeah you had uh the Way of X, I believe.
0: Way of X. Okay, so this one Gotta pull this guy out. This was a this was a thick forty two pager here. Oh nice, nice. Uh Cy Sparier, writer, Bob Quinn, artist, but further down in the credits. Jonathan Hickman, da, da 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 da, head of X. I imagine Chris Claremont is like, why the fuck didn't I ever have that? <laughs> he was like, you know what I'm saying about who, who's in control of X, who's in control of the X Men universe. And the the point of this book here is that when the Silent Council was first formed, uh, Nightcrawler being part of it was had this wacky idea or just an idea. Um, that he should help write the religion of Krakoa. Now, but there's a lot more different moving cogs here about Krakoa here. First off, there's two parts of Krakoa. The original part that was formed, the sister uh, wife part, that you know uh, that was pretty much the whole basis of uh, X of Swords. We've got the Orcus Protocol here that is being read, led by Henry Gyrick. And we have all these redacted documents throughout the entire book here. And there's also another part of Krakoa forming that has also been redacted. That we're only... like Remember when I was talking about last week about whether or not... How I had to tell a story where the readers see what's happening and they're waiting to see redemption or someone to... you know get what's coming to him yeah that's what's happening within these redacted pages here where we get like brief little bits of information here but we've got kurt wagner here and like in order to even talk about this we have to talk about like how like kurt wagner nightcrawler uh even like from the original um um was it the Pride of the X-Men? Did you ever see the original X-Men cartoon? Oh
1: yeah. Um, Way back in the day.
0: Way back in the day. And they, it was basically giant sized X-Men number one, plus Mm -hmm. a couple of other steps. So we see bits of of Nightcrawler. And then when they first introduced Nightcrawler into the original um, uh, Fox uh, kids show back in the early Mm nineties, remember he was being hunted in Germany? Like, like, but he, he was just, a religious man. He.
1: Didn't he just want... looked different.
0: He just looked different, and then, and then, of course, when we get to uh, X Men, uh, what was it? The third one, the Phoenix.
1: Oh, uh, last stand was last the third one. Last
0: stand, and we get introduced to um, Nightcrawler, and yeah, he. They, they, they. Uh,
1: he, Nightcrawler was in X Two, though. He was in the second one.
0: Oh, oh I missed the yeah, he, the beginning. I, I apologize. Oh no, you're good. That's the one I'm referencing. Uh, where they, he's a the holy man. And you know, just he remember before the mission started, he's praying. And yep. we got another aspect here. Were you reading X Men back in the early twenty tens uh, when they killed him?
1: I, no, I did not actually. I'd fallen out. Until I had like twenty twelve.
0: I had it, it had to have been like oh God. It was it was right when Hope and Cable came back from the future, where he'd raised Hope just enough to get back to the past too because she was the mute messiah and they've never really fully picked up on that. And um alarms went off, they showed up on the East Coast, X Men are on the West Coast, and we gotta get all the way from you know from one side of America to the other. And immediately uh Jirik and um we've got um Nimrod's coming after Hope. And oh, nice. they form a plan when the X Men finally find Hope, um, and and Cable on the run, uh, they we've got some doppelgangers going. We've got misdirection, but the the one person that was entrusted to get Hope all the way to San Francisco, uh, this is pre schism, was Nightcrawler, and they end up like he's teleporting from city to city. We're not talking from like jumping out the plane to like fifty feet. You know, down or, mm-hmm. or through a wall he may or may not make it through. we're talking he's teleporting from city to city. They get to Philadelphia and they encounter a Nimrod, and he teleports in between him and hope, gets impaled, reaches backwards, grabs her, teleports all the way from Philadelphia all the way to San Francisco lands, oh, wow. lands on lands on the beach, dies. Like I mean, like like impaled,
2: mm-hmm.
0: impaled, and he he says some words to her in regards to that he knows she's worth it, and we get we get a bunch of different mourning scenes here. Like well, the one that like really impacted was Wolvie getting to the body while they're on the beach, and he's bleeding uncontrollably from his claws. He's just pop 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 popping them, and. Nightcrawler dies, and he says, you know, you better be worth it, and we get this story where Nightcrawler is in heaven, and has to reject heaven and leave heaven with no chance of coming back to uh, save the X-Men on another caper, which was kind of a lame story, but um, it actually really pissed me off the way they brought him back that way, because after all that <laughs> after yeah. all that Man, that's,
1: that's a hell of a way to go out
0: hell of a way to go out i mean like like I, I remember having to put that book down a couple of times i mean like that that hurt and then the way they brought him back but now we've got him having to struggle being part of the quiet council and he just randomly got this hair ass to that he needs to be the person that is going to write the religion of x of, of mutants and he's got a lot of different things that are monkeys on his back here. First off, he's a Catholic. Yeah, uh, he instinctively feels that all this revival and resurrecting all these mutants is wrong in some way. He does. He's not object to it, but there's something other than his religion still attached to to, to Catholicism. There's something wrong here. Like we we can't really rely on this. There's something weird here. That we're missing, we can't like they're playing with God, and yeah. we, we, the X Men haven't really faced the consequences of it and yet, and I'm really looking forward to that that sort of story because we got five people that are constantly you know gold balls hope like a few other people that are resurrecting everyone like, ah fuck it, um, and that's where the one of the story starts so uh Xavier wakes up having a bad dream about being a bad father. And like, hey, Kurt, you up? Yeah, I'm up. Well, I'm actually doing this mission you sent me on. And him and a few of the guys, apparently there's a DJ X-Men now that like can do stuff when he's playing a playlist from his fucking iPad uh, or iPod. So not
1: Dazzler?
2: Not Dazzler.
0: (laughs) Not Dazzler. And uh, we've got Blink. She's never been, like, they're roasting her. They're like, you've never been resurrected yet. She's like, I don't want it. I I don't want to do it just to do it. And she takes a shotgun to the face when they're infiltrating this House of X type thing with these mutant worshippers slash haters. And um they're trying to figure out what they're what they're up to and they've got this whole like museum castle set up of like all these relics of uh mutantdom. and Blink takes it to the face. No, it was Pixie takes it to the face. And um first time dying, she's coming back and there's something wrong. Like there's still something wrong. It's just something nagging at Kurt's head, man. Like, there's something weird going on here. And they bring back this uh, statue of Magneto when he was originally from the original first uh, four issues of X-Men back in the 60s when he was launching the nuclear weapons, and it was just kind of a big statue. And Magneto, like, is, kind of sets him straight on a couple things. Like, hey, I get you're a peaceful asshole, but, like, you know, war needs to happen, and you need to think about this because you promised us a religion. And I'm thinking about doing a religion, but I'm not being able to write it. And as the story progresses, like, we get more and more Xavier. Like, it's kind of like they've got, we've, we're seeing more classified documents about what's going on in Krakoa that isn't kosher. Like, you can't have this utopia where you can just get drunk and die all the time. And it's weighing on him. Magneto influenced him about how to, you know, the hammer needs to come down. Xavier is coming about, coming down with his benevolence about everyone deserves it. Uh, they've got the problem with the fact that if you go through the gauntlet, um, like, there's a, a ritual thing here. Like, if you were a depowered mutant from uh, House of M, in, in, in the Scarlet Witch is looked upon as, her his own daughter is looked upon as, like, the the ultimate evil like they they hate her and they let mutants go through a gauntlet where they were depowered and they have to pick who will be their killer and they have to fight to the death but they actually have to fight like they mean it and once they're dead they're put in the head of the queue of who's resurrected there's tons of other mutants that have not been resurrected that have been like dead for like you know decades and, you know, they're, they're on the list. But if you went to the gauntlet depowered, and we've got this new girl. Like, she's got these... She's African-looking, uh, really beautiful um, black skin. Um, she's got a weird hunch to her. And, you know, something's hurting her. And, you know, she picks who's going to kill her and dies. And they find out, like, being depowered, like, she's, like, this weird amorphous, like like, almost like Mr. Fantastic. And, but why was she... She begged for peace, like, but she had to fight to the death, and and it's just non-kurt. Like, I came back from heaven, and I've got Magneto. You know, I just saw this woman just have to pick her own killer. Xavier has this bullshit about being the benevolent father that's literally letting everyone just run amok in the toy store, yeah. and and I'm still the one that has to do this. Now, throughout the story here, we've got exes taking kids out, like, on little camping expeditions here. You know, just talking around the fireplace, and they're talking to the patchwork man. Apparently there's a a mythology of someone uh, that's a horror story. Like, he he can get in your nightmares. And we get to where Kurt is brought to a point where he can sense it. Xavier tells him to really sense his senses and go for it. And he teleports to, uh, Destiny's, um, no, not Destiny, let me pull it up, uh, one of the, like, one of those generic names like Destiny or Foreseer of the Future, what the hell is your goddamn name? Uh, Way of X, come on, give me one second here. It was... Almost there. Blindfold. Oh, okay. Blindfold could see the future. Like, originally, the last time we saw Blindfold was she saw that the mutants were going to make a huge mistake in their endeavors on Kokoa and that all was lost and then killed herself. And so he goes to Blindfold's uh, grave and he immediately starts sensing pain. And he's, like, I was hoping for this the whole time because of the whole daddy issue thing. Legion shows up. David Haller shows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, isn't it funny that we haven't resurrected any of the people that can see the future? (laughs) And you're the one tasked with this. So this is another like ultimate, like bearing upon him. Like, like, so I'm I'm not dismissing anything in terms of like the Bible. We've got the, you know, the son, the spirit and the father, but Mm -hmm. this is expanding into ideas of existentialism that i don't think people when the bible was written would ever understand and he is it's kurt wagner of course we trust him to do this and and now he's faced with legion you know david Holler. you know there's a million of them inside of his head and he's still this isn't that like we still have a couple more issues of way x to go this is just issue one and we're talking about religion and I appreciate you bearing with me on that, that whole long soliloquy, but that was, it was a, the last time I read a comic book like this, or, or, it's been a long time where I felt like it was in a academic setting.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see, like that's an interesting thought process. Why haven't we brought back like a destiny or somebody of that nature who can see in the future? And, right. Like, like it's it's almost a little bit political, like you don't want them there because if they're there, they could, you know, in the theory thing up. pose a prop yeah pose a problem to what you want to build. Yep. You know, there's a there probably is a valid reason why they're these people aren't freaking, you know, brought back yet.
0: Be that monkey wrench, and and it's 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 such like that's why I like this comic book so much was because it, it posed all the hard questions. It wasn't, it wasn't an adventure story. This, this isn't a long drawn out existential crisis. The only person I think fit to understand this and write this sort of story is Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner. I mean, like everyone loves him. Like you, you can't hate on the guy. Even when he tried to pull that rib on Magneto with the the statue, he was like, wait, wait, this was just a joke. And everyone's laughing still. And he's like, no, 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 this went out of hand. And then, him and Magneto have a little back and forth, but he he's getting ripped apart, like cellularly by David Holler, man. Like he, the last time we saw him was uh Age of X Men that happened like three years ago and that sucked. <laughs> it was it, it was really bad. Um Legion I'm really mm-hmm. happy about. He's one of my favorites. Um not on purpose, but
1: Yeah, I know. I mean he's young he, he's a game changer. Anytime he shows up on a routine basis,
0: every time, every time. But it always comes off like one of those things, like when like Moon Knight shows up and like we've got four solid issues of Moon Knight, and then they change it, like they rehire all the writers and artists, and then they just go as a crap. Um, I'm hoping this stays within way of X just briefly. I hope this is a three or four issue story, not even a six or eight or twelve. Um, this has to be told in long form pay attention. Happy, yeah. Happy I own it. Like, it's in, it's in a pile here. I'm just, like, one of those things, like, just thank God I own it, you know? You, you ever get a comic book, that after you finish. like, this comic is no going nowhere. This is going to be with me forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely few and far between uh, those stories. that you're just like, dude. Been that you just, you just can't freaking, you can't wait for them to get the next issue, or finish the story that we were just like oh now it's complete
0: shit man I wanted to go to my fucking storage unit to like dig like boxes deep to find my Nightcrawler toy biz figure just to put it by my bed that's <laughs> like I wanted an effigy of Nightcrawler like near me just to give me comfort after this of what he's going through it, you're it, gonna it's, snuggle
1: some Nightcrawler it's biblical
0: but not that biblical <laughs>
1: Just biblical enough.
0: Just biblical enough to keep it within Minefields NC-17 before we do Minefields After Dark. (laughs) Dong dong dong. We got, so, man, that's, uh... I think I'm going to save... I wanted to do Something's Killing the Children. But I want to... I want to do that with you, man. I'm going to give you those issues. Um... I want to touch on it briefly because I feel like um, Tyrion was reading it or writing it before Stranger Things came out because there was, like, a definite, like, it's happening to the kids and the kids are the only one that can see it. We've got these, like, invisible monsters that are, like, you know, 30 stories tall or 10 stories tall or or 10 feet tall. And it's one of those things that I, I, I... I want to talk about the art and everything, so I'm going to save that for the one. The only one I just want to think of is, like, to to wrap up anything I have for tonight is, like, have you ever, like, I feel like this is one of those stories that he was writing, and then Stranger Things came out, and it was one of those things, like, fuck, I was thinking of that story, and then just polished up nicer. Like, you've had stories like that taken from you before, right? Mm-hmm. hmm it's one of those definitely like, light a fire in your ass. I got to keep writing. Like we got to get this out faster.
1: Yeah, make it make it happen. Get it, you know. Oh, I can't. You know, like I said, can't wait for that next issue to come out. Can't wait for to put this put this whole story together and see, you know, how other people react to it. You know,
0: a hundred percent, man. Because like you watch, I watch Stranger Things, and they really polished it. Like there's a lot of like distracting things. i I like it because they, they perfectly encapsulated the eighties, the clothes, the arcade, the mall, like the single, never ending story, but th- those, yeah. are, those are, those were all gimmicks and something is killing the children had no gimmicks to distract you from a good story. Like, like, as opposed to like, you know, like, Hey, over look look over here. So you don't notice the writing's bad over here. Um, <laughs> just, just, I'm mean, not that saying. That Stranger Things was bad. I mean, there's, I can't think of anything I didn't like about Stranger Things, but um, it was definitely other than it being a cash grab and like trying to encapsulate on like 80s nostalgia. And, um, this, this wasn't like it could have been the 80s, could have been the 90s, could have been the yesterday, or 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 in a couple of weeks from now, and the the sense of danger, the sense of not knowing something like, like, you know, when you're told to shut up and be quiet because you're, you're too young to understand. And we've got this quiet council ruling over everything. We've got a renegade soldier trying to stop monsters that we don't know how they're manifesting, but they're, these things are just killing children. Like the, like, yeah. the just children, like, like the idea was that the monster manifested from a boy's mind that made it up, during a truth or dare party, because he wanted to scare people, but like the idea, he scared them so bad it manifested it into existence, and then it also, while it killed all its friends after that truth or dare party because they went out to look at it because he said it was outside, it spawned huh. babies. And this thing was kidnapping the children because the babies couldn't grow unless they ate bodies. Like so, the babies the babies lived on the dead bodies, and the mother lived off of the living essence. To kill the body to feed the dead body to the babies, and there is a shadow council, the House of Slaughter, that m- made a big mistake apparently by bringing a stray cat uh, or or heroine here. Uh, We only see one of her, like, half the side of her face, just like how I always had one of my eyes with my hair. And she is a liar. She's a cheat. But she's there to get the job done. And the sense of danger. Man, the last time I enjoyed a comic book this fast, this quick, told you I was up all night rereading it, um, Mm -hmm. was original Walking Dead issues.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Original Walking Dead issues where it really encapsulates and really engrosses you in the story, and I we got I finished issue fifteen last night, and you know it wrapped things up not in a neat bow, but with enough to say if we do a part two, that's fine. But if we don't, I'm not gonna get pissed off. Um. Yeah, we're I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you read those books, man. Like they're. It's they're, it's it's heavy hitting.
1: Awesome. Look forward to it, shoot.
0: Well, that's, that's all I got, man. I I I read all the ha-has. I re-read all the ha-has, uh, but we'll talk about that another time. Homesick pilots as well. I'm, man. I got, shit, man. After a shitty breakup, I just started reading comics. Alien number two was great. Um, looking forward to Cable that just came out today.
1: Yeah, I'm with the freaking head up there tomorrow to edge to freaking see what. See what goodie bags he's got for me. Shoot.
0: Hey, pick up a new spawn. Nice. Uh, my, my chest. Shoot.
1: 317 digital... uh, Yeah,
0: 317. Pick up pick up the new spawn. I, I was glancing over today. Um, i trying to think of seeing anything I, I saw on the list for next week. <laughs> the Hellfire Gala. There's a whole comic yeah, I book.
1: Know, I know the next one is freaking uh, Suicide Squad and Man Bat. Oh, Dude. <laughs> freaking, um, I want to say Batman, maybe. We've freaking, got there's a... like five or six DC books I was definitely picking up. Yep. And yep. then hopefully, freaking Hellions will be out.
0: How do you popular the Hellions, man? I'm, I'm more of a Marauders guy. I dig it.
1: Yeah, no, Hellions is freaking solid, dude. Freaking trying to see what they got and freaking uh, kind of seeing what, what other stuff might tickle my fancy.
0: Well, we've got, uh, you realize what, uh, we're planning to go action figure hunting on Saturday, right?
1: Oh, that we are. No, the, the action figures for sure. And then probably, I don't, like I said, I want to start hitting the, uh, hitting that collector's corner idea we were talking about. Seeing if we can get, uh, seeing what sets of comics we can put together from back in the day.
0: A hundred percent, man. We got to, like, make sure we have our list going on. But, like, you realize, yeah. that, I, I don't think you realize that Saturday is free comic book day, man.
1: That it is, isn't it? Huh. It's
0: free comic. Like we we we're gonna go get some free ass comic books. Go hunt down some toys and and hunt down some treasures, man. Like, we hit the gym beforehand, of course.
1: Yeah, I do. We definitely definitely should be able to
0: hit the gym. Um, I'll finally be able to schedule my. Uh, as of Saturday, I'll be able to uh, schedule my uh, part two of my uh, Pfizer.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, freaking. I'll just see when I'm. See when I'm, you know, giving shots next for to get you set up.
0: Yeah, I gotta get, I at least gotta get it by Sunday to next Sunday because like uh, it's been, a, I have a month after the first shot, right?
1: Uh, I think I think you can go a little longer. You just gotta wait at least the three weeks.
0: Yeah, they they made me like they made me plan. I, I thought I was eligible for because I it's been three weeks as of Sunday and um it still said it was it's been too early, but. Yeah, looks like we're yeah, gonna a... think
1: can... yeah, I think you're good after the 5th, if I remember correctly. Looks like I could gonna... be wrong on that.
0: We're going to have a kick-ass Saturday.
1: Um, yeah. Kick-ass I'm uh, looking to see what I can do. Put together some Nightfall and put together... Get some more stuff from my Amalgam collection.
0: I'm going to be on the look for some Now comics, some Chaos comics as usual, some Old School Crusade, and Dawn comics. But, man, like, uh, that's all yeah, I got no, for this I, think I, I think
1: I saw Vans got the... Uh... First Undertaker book. I don't know if you have that one or not.
0: I have no Undertaker. I've got all of Mankind and I've got all of Stone Cold.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the price on it, but I'm pretty sure they had at least an Undertaker. So I'll definitely have to make make it a point to hit them up.
0: Photo cover on the cloak? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I know exactly what you're talking about. Hell yeah.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I randomly saw that in a case. Um not sure what they're asking for it, but they definitely had it.
0: That Vans guy, he uh, kinda of rubbed me wrong, uh talking shit about other comic book stores, but I'm willing to give him another chance, cause just like we were talking earlier. Everybody
1: because... deserves a second chance.
0: Second chance. Let's you know, I did buy my uh the the one time I did go in there I bought uh I bought the uh original Hellraiser Trading card set from nineteen oh, okay. from nineteen eighty eight for oh, five wow. for five bucks and I got the Jim Lee X Men first set. Hell yeah! That was ten, and I still need my two. That was that's kind of like the one I'm looking forward to, but I want to find one with all the all the nice. chase cards, all the chase cards. But the, the the first one I'm talking about the first one with the blue the blue
1: border. Oh, okay. I'm picking it up what putting down. The,
0: yep. I, nice. And, yeah, he had a, and I think I bought from him at a comic con like a couple months beforehand a uh, uh, Marvel Masterpieces Women of Marvel. It's a hundred deck set of all the all the greatest women of Marvel. Hmm. In alphabetical order, gorgeous. I mean, like just beautiful, fleer style. You know, like perfectly just. Like, don't put your fingers on it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the only thing I've gotten from there, so I got a... That's where I got Uncanny X-Men 282, which is the first appearance of Bishop. Dude, I'm jealous of that. A, I, picked up, I picked that one up there.
0: But what really is the first appearance of Bishop?
1: <laughs> Uncanny X-Men 282. No, I mean... I haven't. But... <laughs> I haven't. I won't question
0: <laughs> you. I won't question I'm you. What, what period of time Bishop really showed up at
1: um no you're not wrong
0: <laughs> dude that uh, i'm dude i can't wait for some strife man i'm like after king and black I, I want a classic baddie kicking ass we got hellfire gala i already checked it out free issue here it's just these like uh glamour photos of what everyone's gonna be wearing the hellfire glamour uh in a couple of weeks Got Sebastian saw in a wheelchair as he should. <laughs> we got <laughs> Banshee Bishop. I'll send you the photo.
1: <laughs> Are Bishop and Banshee part of the Hellfire Club now?
0: No, the the Hellfire Club is having a giant gala. Like it's 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 a thing. It, like, it's like
1: oh, it's a party. It's an event.
0: It's an event. And even in uh, I was scanning new issue of Cable. Like he's got to talk to Psyche, and Psyche's getting. Uh, tailored up getting measured up for like for the for the gala and i'm liking when i see that's
1: gonna be weird he's gonna have his current wife and his ex-wife Shit, man, it's already
0: already weird wolverine is definitely involved in there we got dazzler her 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 (laughs) her gown is circa 70s we got some bow bottoms but she's just covered in fireworks like nice totally in love
1: looking like jubilee
0: Ah, Jubilee looks like this gorgeous um flash another page of Jubilee. She is hair slicked back like kimono style long style gown and god she looks womanly. Like nice. I'm really happy of how they how they did that like Gambit just looks like Gambit but Jubilee's got this like lotus style flower in pink. In her olive skin, man. I'm just, I, I, love Jubilee, man. Like I've told you before, if I ever have a little girl, i want to name her Jubilee.
1: Sounds good, shoot.
0: Dude, <laughs> it means a celebration, man. <laughs> She's a party. Yeah. Dude, that well, makes sense. That's all I got for this week, man. That was crazy.
1: That was good, man. Freaking. Sounds like that's a good note to freaking end on, shoot.
0: Uh, a Jubilee. We got a jubilee. We're uh, yeah. The, we're releasing this tomorrow. We got fucking Canary Cornell for or for Friday. Hell yeah!
1: Sounds like a good day. A jubilation, if you will.
0: Jubilation. Well, we got to set up. We got to get. We got to get in touch with Delta.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do.
0: Yeah, we do. Delta, if you're listening, which you're probably not. Nah, probably. He's. A, he, I love how much the guy loves comics, man. He's. He, I love hearing his like the way he does sex like, wrestling, like when it's happening, like. He, he's kind of a sensei on it. but that's, hey, uh, He's alright. <laughs> well, that's what I got, Mr. Morelos, man.
1: He smells of elderberries.
0: <laughs> I will fart in his general direction just for you. <laughs> as, you
1: as you should. That's, as you should.
0: Yeah, that's what we do here in Minefields. We protect our brothers.
1: With farts. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which... Yes. That was dangerous.
0: That was dangerous, and this transmission is over.
1: Wow.